0: 100th episode of the televoid i'm one of your hosts mara k elliot and i'm joined as always by my lovely co-host latoya ferguson what's up latoya
1: i don't want to be anything other than what i've been trying to be lately all i have to do is think of me and i have peace of mind i'm tired of looking around rooms wondering what i've got to do or who i'm
0: supposed to be i don't want to be anything other than me Thank you, Gavin DeGraw. Hey, LaZoya! So, if you can't tell from that lovely introduction, and the title, and the uh, 100th episode being the most important episode we cover, we're watching the One Tree Hill episode, season 6, 11... We three, my echo, my shadow, and me, which is the Chad Michael Murray written episode. As Yay! if we would discuss anything else on our hundredth episode. <laughs> this has been literally. I think we've had this on our schedule for over a year, like two years almost. Right? <laughs> Since the beginning of the podcast, we're like, well, obviously, a hundred's going to be the one real episode that Chad Michael Murray wrote, <laughs> and it's a good one. It all come it's- full circle. It's a true alpha male shit right here. This is like straight up one of the worst things we've watched. Like we've watched some stuff that's just badly written. We've watched some stuff that's like just badly executed. Yeah, poorly edited, poorly uh, acted, and that kind of stuff. This is a great combination of both. Like it's truly like a train wreck. And personally, never having seen another episode besides the episode where the dog eats the heart, which is the other. Ironically, (laughs) I, I mentioned to us before recording is that. We went all the way back to One Tree Hill after all these years, and we're watching just, like, I think it's five or six, seven episodes before the last episode we did. <laughs> which is, like, the same season, same terribleness, so we did pick up... So I, I can't wait it's... to do the
1: season six premiere, you guys. <laughs> uh, In a it's, year.
0: It's, like, it, it's it's a truly, like, garbage show. Like, it was, at this point, failing on every level. Like, this is, you said before the last season that... Chad Michael Murray's even on, which is crazy, because he was the show. Like It's one of those things where it's, it's the equivalent of like getting rid of practically the main actor. I don't think anybody else, besides maybe I mean, is Lafferty the other... It,
1: in theory, but Lafferty, of course, was never actually a good actor, so he was never strong enough to really hold it up as a lead. And that's, like, I technically, like he's the lead of, after this, but actually, Sophia Bush basically becomes the lead of the show after this, it's understandably. Also,
0: it's a little unfair to say that, like... He's not a, never technically a good actor because it's not like Chad Gomarri ever was either. But he had like the he's the hot stable young boy thing that W B had at the time that was just like all yes. about look watch this stunt yeah. show for him. And, people and he's said, an actor
1: who definitely like uh, laughing like, is he's definitely that. an actor who needs like a good scene partner, which is luck. Why he's lucky he got like stuck with Blessing Joy Lenz, basically. Right.
0: Well, I think that they probably were like, "Oh, she's the only one that can carry those scenes. Just, just give them all to her." <laughs> <And> they <laughs> just, they just get them as involved as humanly possible, and they se- they seem like, like they're the equivalent of like the Marshall and Lily of the show, where every single yes. plot they ever have is re- is related. And I don't know that that's a good or a bad thing, but it's it's a thing. It happens, and this episode is no different. It's just. They are betrothed, even though is it's
1: the, the, the greatest hit, hits of Haley and Nathan yeah. in the span of like 24 hours that this episode takes
0: place. <laughs> and in. if this is like a representation of their love, you can keep it. Like, it's disgusting. <laughs> I have no interest in it. I hate everything about this show. This is, is a representation <laughs>
1: of their love in the first season, really. And then also the thing about them having a kid.
0: This whole episode- I'm gonna be- I'm very critical in a sense because I also just don't know what's going on, so a lot of the, like, references to the cutesy second season, like, honeymoon prom night they had, I'm not gonna get. Not that that is a reference, but you know what I mean. Like, that kind of (laughs) stuff is completely lost on me. I'm mostly just, like, swimming around, like, what happened. So- if you've never seen this episode, it's set in the nineteen forties, a-, a Casablanca-style cafe. We'll get into it, obviously. But like, if you're like expecting this to be a normal episode, it's a little different because it's it's the equivalent of like the Boy Meets World or the Bones episode that's the alternate universe where everyone's themselves question mark. But like, and remember, f- but not themselves. Because yeah, inherently like, being an alternate
1: universe, like dream thinking, does not make an episode like inherently bad. No, because usually well. those things are based on like past characterizations of the characters, so it's like, oh, that's fun. This episode is, besides, like, the Nathan and Haley of it all, really, and maybe skills, is not based on any real past representations of any of these people, especially when it comes to Dan and all the female characters on this show.
0: And it's also, like, I always like those types of episodes on shows that execute them properly. It usually tends to be, like, sci-fi shows or shows that have, like, a, a plot device that allows them to do something that goofy, because it's a pretty strong, like, it's a you have to make a decision and go with it if you're gonna do it, because it's, like, full-on, like, everyone's wearing 1940s outfits, talking like idiots. We'll get to that, because I have questions about that as well. But, like, they have, like, the full-on, like, 1940s-style talking-slash-accents suddenly, but we'll get there again. Ugh. But so, like, that's the a whole- Chad
1: puts on, like, a southern accent when he's but not talking at all, with Peyton at one
0: point. Not will get to It go- comes and goes whenever they play. it. keeps, like, on that bridge scene, like, oh, yes, he's talking yes, with an no, accent. Oh my god. I am so, but like certain shows, like I remember, like I always because basically what I'm saying is I was trying to give, so it it helps you explore character stuff on a much deeper level because you can address things in a way that the characters may never address if it were a normal episode. So like I always think of something. I mean, I, I go to this a lot, but I think it's probably appropriate for the hundredth episode to go right back to it. Is Leverage did an episode that was set in the I think it was either the 40s or definitely in the past, early 1900s, and it really helps you like. You can't necessarily have quite the like um, schmaltzy like love relationship between Mm -hmm. like say Parker and Hardison. Well, you could, but I mean the the show wasn't really built up to do that as often. So it allowed them the chance to do that on a much more like gushy level, like to just full Mm -hmm. on just go into it and let them like get in touch with their
1: emotions more. Exactly, because the show
0: was not really one to do that a ton really with anybody even like you would say nate and sophie on that show were making out a lot and they really only kissed like three times Mm -hmm. (laughs) so like it was just like or like other shows that have done stuff like that you get a chance to be like talking about you know your deep-seated like emotional psychological issues which you don't normally get to do because otherwise it's just too heavy an episode to also include that It, it, it basically just allows you to like almost like fan fiction style where you get to delve into the like intricacies of the character itself versus the show itself. It it pulls out the like pre existing context you have that that's like dumbing characters down to like a day to day episode sort of thing and lets you like talk about the big picture stuff about like how, you know, in <clears throat> this, like, Lucas has issues about his mother and leaving and, you know, that kind of stuff. Except, Where you like, can't. She, you she doesn't left do it well. I mean, I'm not saying this over, episode is Over cheap six candy. years <laughs> ago. They're adults. <laughs> Plus, on a show that was written better, it would have succeeded in these ways. It did not succeed in these ways. It didn't really even approach that, but that's why these are normally good episodes of of TV shows is because they can do that kind of stuff.
1: It honestly wasn't really about any emotional thing besides Lucas no. being afraid that Peyton would
0: leave him. This that's is, this. I said to you as well... This is essentially the script was written the entire time. I would imagine Chad Michael Murray like laughing like <laughs> with his dick in his hand. Like this is a, <laughs> this is about like his his creepy like ongoing tumultuous real life relationship with Sophia Bush, and like the also the voyeuristic like what if we actually did fuck Hillary Burton thing, and then every everything else like even like the like, extras that he like walks past in this episode are all like eyeing him like fuck me. So, like, I understand where it's coming from. I think this is 100%, and later on we'll get into it, but I also think this is absolutely, and I know this is, I mean, I'll say this is all alleged, and I won't say any kind of assumptions here about what Chad Michael Murray has or has not done in his real life, but I think it's pretty convenient that all these men are allowed to treat women like absolute trash, and to, including groping them, hitting on them, There's so many punching, punching women! on them, punching women, and it's all allowed because it's the 1940s, and it was a... A bygone era where crazy stuff like that happened. I'm like, well, that's where well, the mob genial. is apparently
1: in North Carolina.
0: Yeah, and it just seems to me like, oh, it's like your fantasy is is for this to be real. Basically, is what we're seeing. Because, like, and then we'll get into the the quotations here. It, it all having seen that document, well, like, quote unquote documentary of um, the House of Wax. <laughs> was starting, that's a documentary. Yes, that's what it is. I mean, it Clearly <laughs> is. I mean, it's uh, loosely, it's a documentary, but it's about Chad Michael Murray filming that show, or the movie, and you see a lot of very similar, like, he talks in a way that you can hear his same, like, mindset in the lines in this episode. Like, there are fully, like, sentences I have pulled here. Where it is something that he was like, oh, that's it. This is gonna nail that scene. Next scene. And he starts that one. And I think he probably had this sitting there. He's been like, festering with this nonsense for like, six seasons. He's about the, his way out the door, and he said, I'll stay one more season if you produce this <coughs> shitty script that I have. And they were like, please, Chad, please. You're <laughs> the only thing keeping it on the air. Or maybe he they didn't do that, but I feel like he still he definitely was like, look, I'll sign up for one last season if I can do this episode. And... He achieved it, and it's it's the equivalent of like he might as well have just thrown it all into a trash can because none of this is useful. Like it is complete. I mean, it seems to me like completely pointless too because it's not even like any of those other episodes where they do like a flashback and like you learn something and it kind of even if it's not like a real like it didn't actually happen, it's still you're kind of you're meant to like reflect on the character a little differently from that point forward. But none of this seems at all relevant to the next episode. I mean, there's, like, the, the cold open. Besides, and the like, yeah, the end with Peyton, which is not in the dream. And <laughs> it's just, it's just not, it's not, what's the point, then? Like, it really is just, like, some, some creepy dude who's got a weird relationship with, I mean, with, we like, couldn't
1: give him, like, I guess, responsibility to write an episode with actually <laughs> who's just plot forward. And, well, that's very apparently.
0: true. <laughs> But that's what I mean though like he he basically like couldn't get this so he wanted to like reboot Casablanca. and I was like Chad Michael Murray, what are you talking about? So they said, "Let's just give you an episode of the TV show and then be done with it." And he said, "Fine, let me let me write it." And they're like, "All right, fine." And so the it it ended up like he basically like left it to the last like week and then like did a bunch of coke, wrote it all out in a, in a, in a weekend and then submitted it to be filmed and this is what we resulted in. But, uh, yeah, so, again, all that's all allegedly. I'm not gonna make any assumptions that's actually what happened. But, so this episode starts out, like, immediately, like, if you weren't on the same page as this shitty, like, bullshit nonsense. it starts <laughs> oh off god. With, like, I, it's, it's so frustrating because it literally starts out with Casablanca playing on a TV. And I'm just like, oh my god. Which this is, is like an episode bre- of Wishbone. It's that bad. Like, hey, don't hate on Wishbone. I love Wishbone, but they have to like hold your hand to make you understand what's happening. And this is—I exactly mean, my
1: personal favorite part of the scene is the the map made out of license plates right behind <gasps> Lucas. I love that. Oh
0: God, God, everything about him sucks. And, so <laughs> and then he's drinking, like I guess I don't know. He's drinking some kind of like maybe tea or something, and it's it's a dark and stormy night, and there's like lightning and thunder and rain. And he's, like, drinking, like, coffee or tea out of a mug, which is from his mom's cafe, which I'm not familiar with his mom, but she's long gone at this point, um, I presume. And Well, his mom is a-
1: Karen. It's she Karen. has a cafe. It's-,
0: it's Karen's Cafe, which I mentioned to you before as well, it's a personalized mug. So that means that Karen splurged on making the mug a Karen's Cafe official mug. To sell, question mark, or to keep in the cafe itself, which is a real waste of money because no one, no cafe. I mean, in theory, mugs.
1: I guess like in that. theory, Tree Hill should be a tourist town, like, like, uh, Capeside was, mm-hmm. but, I mean, that's they the only way to explain <laughs> all the insanity that happens here. Just tourists.
0: I can never figure out, because that's the one thing, well... I mean, the, the the one tree hill of it all always made me confused until I found out it was actually set in a tree hill. Like, that was the name of the town and I thought that was the stupidest thing I've ever I heard
1: called of. tree hill and then Karen at the end Karen at the end of the first season said there is only one tree hill and it is your home. And that's why well, it's called one tree hill.
0: Is she 100% sure about that? Because, like, let me, like, I want <laughs> <laughs> like, tree hill. I mean, th- there has to be at least another tree hill, right? Like, in America, like, that seems a little brazen a, a comment to make. I mean, before the end of the episode, I'm going to try and find out if that's true or not, guys, <laughs> but I feel like, <laughs> like, I, okay, all right, that's stupid. <laughs> so, are so, You're so angry know, about, like,
1: I, geography.
0: I hate everything about this episode, and, well, this is just, right off the bat, I was just kind of frustrated because it was, like, the, the, showing Casablanca is, is too much. Like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't need to see it, I don't want to see it, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to see. Casablanca. I did not
1: need to see that. Oh God! I'm, yes, I'm going to quote the comeback.
0: All right. So, so anyways, so like it, being the trash that it was, it it starts out immediately switching off from just seeing Casablanca to you don't really know exactly what happens, but like the the, the equivalent of Lucas blinking. And boom, Well, he's, well he's supposed to be uh, falling asleep, but don't forget his his phone call with uh, Peyton. Oh, yes, he's scripting the ending What's, to some shit. I guess he's writing a
1: book. his movie based on his book. Oh, uh, look, <laughs> that's stupid. Hey, this season brings forth James Vanderbeek, so
0: look as the director of the film, and and he's great here. So what? And it wasn't as Dawson, was it? It would no. have been so also... good if it had been Dawson Leary. Can you imagine how good that would have been? I mean, I, I appreciate,
1: because uh, Vanderbeek was asked about, like, doing the show, because, as we all know, Chad McMurray was a nightmare on the set of Dawson's Creek. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, he, he seems to have matured a bit, is basically all James Vanderbeek said in, like, an interview about it. <laughs>
0: Like, very politely, just, like, he seems to have matured a bit. Let's move on. Next question. <laughs> yes. I honestly feel like if they were smart, the directors in the set, or in the staff on the set, would probably just keep him separate from, like, everyone. And that sounds really like- they have to. It's uh, not fair, but- Antoine you
1: know. Tanner, who plays Skills, like, he said that Chad McGonaghery, like, still owes him money, and if he sees him
0: again, he's gonna like, kick what? his ass. Yes. Oh my god. He's such trash. Like, everything about- everything about Chad Michael Murray is exactly what you think. Like- I'm so happy he's has zero career right now. Like, and I say that like as someone who's not you know in the movie business myself or anything, <laughs> but like I still feel good. about I mean, was an agent shit. Carter, but that's just because he was basically playing himself. Yeah, like he's a shit. Like, it's still. I mean, I wouldn't say that that's really su- super successful. I don't remind. I, I always forget he's on that show. It's I mean, really the show's happened. over now. But like, yeah, right. But like, it was like it was not his show. It was just sort of here. There. I honestly hope
1: we don't get like a bunch of like. Chad Michael Murray, like, fans, get getting really angry. Because, as it's been, like, we've discussed this. I love Chad Michael Murray, but, like... He said some really suspect things. And, like, uh, we're, not uh, just, we're not just talking trash about him. I am. I'm a little bit talking we're, trash about it's him. Not like, it's not like we're saying things that didn't happen.
0: No, I'm only talking about the realistic, like, I think he's a bad actor. I think he's bad at what he does. And I'm happy he's working less. So, I mean, that's a mean thing to say. I didn't say
1: that. I'm just making sure they know.
0: And also, no. we are just saying things that we know happened. Like, and it's a Like, on Sophia preference. with Paris Hilton. That happens. Look, I do not have any, like, look, I have, like, plenty of people that are not great actors. Like, when your favorite actor of all time is Bradley Cooper, I understand how to have some hubris. Like, I I, I have to be a little bit, look, he's great. Like, not always, but sometimes. Like, so, like, I, everyone's, it's a subjective opinion. I don't like his acting style. I think he's, like, that, that broody, like, non-interesting fuckface look. And I don't like it. <laughs> Uh, it's everything that David Brianna's could be and usually isn't, but like that's the exact, like, I feel like well, a lot of David Brianna's has a sense of humor right, but I feel like a lot of people throughout the 2000s tried that it was very, very common and it was not executed well a lot of the time and that's how you get Dominic Purcell as John Doe yes, so I mean I, and I will say like something like Ryan Atwood is similar to that where it's like I, I had to warm to him, I did not like that the first time around yeah. He, it's a it's a nuanced portrayal and you don't necessarily need to like that as a child. I I, I don't That's like it. why I a lot appreciate people lurking. who like watch O C
1: for the first time now and they realize, Oh hey, Ryan Atwood is actually a great character Yeah, and Can he you- did not read that way when you're a kid.
0: He's not interesting. And, uh, I like that's him. That's why we should be
1: bad. happy Chad Michael Murray turned down that role for this.
0: Yes. Every day. <laughs> Go home and pray about it. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. So, like, regardless of that, whether you like him or hate him, this is a bad episode and it's poorly written. So, it is his fault. Um, so, <laughs> so, so oh, we leave BS. He's on the phone with Peyton. And the first line of the episode is "Hey,
1: pretty girl," which oh. makes me think that Chad was just watching. Like while I was writing this, he was watching Dawson's Creek because that's the, the song that plays when Jen shows up in Cape Side for the first time. Oh. Hey, pretty girl. That's the song.
0: Jesus so. Christ. And like, I feel like from the get-go, it also is just sort of like he 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 has these this t- opening and the closing almost there because they're like, listen, Chad, I understand <laughs> so you want to write this crazy like like rambling nonsensical. <laughs> like throwback episode, but we have to at least set some of it in the actual tree hill. And he's like, hey, Alright, fine. fine. Hey pretty girl, closer. hey pretty boy. Which Peyton saying that just made me like one of the vomits. It sounds like
1: honest to God though. I can like, imagine him saying hey pretty girl, but I can also imagine him saying that to Brooke and not Peyton anyway.
0: Even so that- <laughs> Even in these scenes though, they're acting like old timey in a weird way. And it's they're acting like someone has a gun on them. Like it's a weird like the, the the chemistry is so stilted and the conversation I mean it is on the phone It's probably not helping because it's not they really call each
1: cool. other knuckleheads but I'm like I've never heard anyone call anyone a knucklehead on this entire show until but it's this a moment. really
0: it's a really distinctive type of like cadence they're doing and I think they introduce it here so that you're a little bit more calm because otherwise if they only introduced it when they flash back it'd be too much to handle like it would be like whiplash so basically I'm saying that because when they get when they flash back to the forties and and in this moment they're kind of like Hey, how you doing, pal? Like, what, oh, let me see that. That look, sir. Like that. It's all that kind of nonsensical. Like, hey, mister, can I get a, a quarter for a new newspaper? Huh? Like that kind of stupid <laughs> stuff. And it's just not like I don't. I don't. First of all, I don't buy it. Like you're doing a bad job at it. Like you're not succeeding in delivering these lines well. But it's unnecessary. And also, they they put a bit of a twang in their voices in these in the scene too. Um, I mean, unless Hillary has episode. an actual twang, Chad, I don't
1: know what he's doing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and again, I did not watch this show, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. They did not have that twang episode to episode, right? No! <laughs> so why did they suddenly have it in the opening, and why did they have it in this flashback 1940s? I guess you could argue that, like, in the 1940s, people who were living in, was it North Carolina North Carolina, had more yeah. distinctive twang. I buy that. But they didn't have any kind of, like... It wasn't no, not everybody I mean, had the like, twang. James Lockhart didn't have. <laughs> Hillary Burton,
1: I think, is from Virginia, right? And yeah, she had an accent. Definitely when the show started, and like she basically had to work to like lose the accent as much as she could for the show, like as it went on. Right. So I understand like her having a twang at any point. But Again, the thing is, when
0: yeah. they have like them sometimes having an accent, but sometimes not having an accent, it comes and it goes. It, it's it, no no i don't think any coincidence to me that it's Tammy murray is like leading the charge for all the scenes he's in he's like trying that accent hard and the people who are with him are like all right i'll give it a shot but like gonna james go see lafferty, about a girl see it's james lafferty right well Jay, lafferty yeah. has no attempt at it because he's like i have not he gonna... tries
1: his best and his best isn't that good
0: no and he doesn't even attempt to do an accent i don't think i think he just is no. like completely plain and that's fine you know what that's what i want out of an episode like this i don't want someone trying something they're already not comfortable with because they're also already acting like they're in the 1940s it's too much to ask for <laughs> this is not like a, a good like, a good luck oh situation. my gosh you like your head's about to like topple over but it's like it's too much it's like at what point can you just like you don't need to also have the terrible 1940s oh we should voices. also talk about
1: how during this phone call Lucas, like he's talking about his script, and he like, how he gets nostalgic for like all these people. He just like starts listing names of everyone they know. It's basically he's just like
0: calling roll for the rest like, of the episode. Mom, Keith, Brooke, and this is another thing. Okay, I, again, I did not watch the show, but as the episode goes on to show, well, especially with someone who seems like everyone on this show is constantly like jerking it or crying over the dead. <laughs> hero that was keith scott every every episode anyone
1: said keith's name like in in a single episode even like when keith was on the show like obviously keith was very important to the show and they mentioned him a lot but they just like kept hitting like saying his name
0: aggressively in this episode and it's just, I get it, because he died. So it's probably a huge deal to everybody there. They, they're all kids, and it's traumatic and everything. I mean, but he like, died in season three. But still, like, this is the perfect episode to bring him back. Like, put him in this episode. It's a fucking dream. It doesn't matter if he's real or not. Just put, put him in the episode. I mean, Craig Sheffer ran away from this show. Let him well, live. Well, rightly show. No, I completely, it, it makes sense for him to not be it. If you can it, get but
1: out, but
0: let him live. It's just one of those things where it's like, oh my god, like, of all the things you could have done, that would be, like, the easiest way to make it interesting, and they didn't even bother to do that, don't so. Don't
1: you bet that Chad, like, probably tried to write him in, and- <laughs> Oh, he pe- tried
0: so hard. He tried so hard, and Although, that would take now. the focus
1: away from Luke, so maybe not, actually.
0: Yeah, but I feel like you probably have one scene where, like, I don't know. I, it's just, they talk- Everyone talks about him so lovingly, and it, it, I don't think he's just, like, is he dead in this version? He didn't, really like, mention- Yeah, he's, he's Dead. Oh, he does He's dead? Okay, good. So, he mentions that he has an uncle who used to be a mechanic. I, d- I didn't know if he had died or not, but like- Yeah, because they're like, like
1: the accident, and that's when Karen just bailed oh, the after accident. the accident.
0: But, what, so what, what's the difference? So, do you think that some random guy came and shot up their school in this version? Too? <laughs> right? Like,
1: what? would that have happened? Because- oh, No, I think Maybe he cut his brakes, and maybe that's what Dan did. Oh my god. It's just so stupid. Which is, that's what I want to see. That's the episode I want to see.
0: I want to right? see the one where Dan, like, plans the murder of Old-timey Keith. Old-timey murder of Keith? Oh, my God. That I'd be 100% down for. Like, that Maybe, would like, be like, ties Karen exactly to the train tracks or something? Oh, God. Wait, we'll get into it, but my God. Dan Scott is the most cartoony villain in this. <laughs> this is, like, the- He's doing his stupid pasta, too. Oh, my God. The scene where he's eating the pasta in the middle of the morning? <laughs> So like we, the opposite of oh god we'll get to that scene it's nuts I when that happened I was I had to like pause it you had to make sure it was real I had to pause and get up and walk around a little bit I was like I can't believe I just witnessed this but anyway so uh so in the episode they start off with a conversation where Peyton calls he's writing a script ending she's like don't don't be up too late and he's like you either and she's coming home from I guess work at uh, record thing and she's just like... Work at the record thing. You are says- correct. That you are absolutely correct. That's basically how I describe, like, the <laughs> entire plot.
1: The but I love that you got it so perfectly, as you've only seen these two episodes.
0: It's it's so unrealistic, too, because anyone who's ever worked in any kind of audio engineering is not just, like, taking phone calls here and there. Like, it's a very, and she's very just standing in front of the sit- brick
1: wall. Like, why are you sitting at your desk, at
0: least? They're always why- just, like, <laughs> off to the side in front of, like, a uh, switchboard or whatever. <laughs> like, they're always just there. And I'm like, that's not how... <laughs> I was just like whatever. So anyway, so she says like okay, be be home soon and he's going to bed and then he and it's raining it heavily by the way. So she should heavily. come home anyway. And it it flashes suddenly to the 1940s. Well, I mean, he he's falling asleep. I know that he he has a natural squint, but like I <laughs> I did not see that coming. It's just like he's drinking the cup of coffee right there. So I was like, whoa. He's I guess something- maybe it is tea. maybe it's chamomile. Or it's like liquor, and you just pass the fuck out. Like it's a it's a sub, it's a very sudden like switch off. That's all I mean is that it basically goes flicker, flicker, boom, and it's 1940s. And then do, this do, is where do, my notes, my notes start off here. Just like I don't know what I was expecting, but this was not it.
1: Like okay, can we talk about how well lit it is in here? And even now,
0: like. <laughs> This episode is too well lit. That's the first problem, honestly. <laughs> but it's just like it's so bright from the get go. I, I did not realize when we when we I had never seen the show again. I only seen the one of the episodes. so I didn't know it was going to be a nineteen forties episode <laughs> until this exact moment. So it felt like I might have like lapsed into a an episode or something, and I was like, oh no. Let me check my blood pressure, but no, this is legit. It's actually happening, and they kind of like do like a 360 pan around the room to show you how everybody else is in the 1940s.
1: Because like, yes, the, uh, Joe Davola directs this episode, so they got a competent director at least for this. Right,
0: and it's it's not a, I wouldn't say even even that poorly shot.
1: Yeah, to be it's honest. well directed. It just needed to turn off the lights.
0: Yeah, and it's it's almost like too. They were so proud of their set piece, they wanted to show it off, and it was just not. Yeah, no direction
1: works. The costuming and hair and writing and even the set pieces in general don't work. But so the directing is basically useless because that's what it has to direct.
0: I, I also have questions later on. I, I shouldn't say the direct, direction is perfect because there's some questions. No one says perfect. About, okay, it's definitely <laughs> like flawed. But um, so it, it zooms around uh, mouth, which is I always think of Minkus. Minkus. <laughs> so Minkus is which I was like mouth, Minkus, Minkus. Minkus has been now shit. been in two. Of, was he also in the? I guess maybe he wasn't in the 1920s episode of The Boy Meets World. That would have been perfect, but I guess he was probably gone by that point. It would have been Wait, perfect. Ugh,
1: yeah, rip. so... He, so, um, of course, uh, Mouth's first moment in this episode is
0: slut-shaming people, because that he's Mouth. Even in the 40s, he's still Mouth. Everything about it, it's just non-stop misogyny, like, from get-go. And it's just... I mean, like, I can't even blame Shane McElroy for that, because it's just Mouth's character, but we're supposed to think, you know, he's a fun nerd. Yeah, and so he's talking about how someone's like he's just basically talking shit about someone's wife and he's a a tramp. Yeah, and he's a whore. Jim's wife, or some random person's wife. He's a gossip columnist in this. Um, you don't really find that out until like someone has to say it like explicitly. Well, much you look at
1: say, "You and your gossip column." I know,
0: like it really like, and they have to like point it out, like because he's there's just no establishing done at all because Chad Montgomery does not understand how to like do a basic like. Oh, is this is like when I get back to the magazine. I don't know, and it'd be harder to do, but like, my God, it's like one of those things where it's like, state your occupation. I'm a gossip columnist. See, and it's like, wow. <laughs> Wow. But so, and then also Brooke is there. Um, well, don't forget, Skills is on the keyboard, Skills oh, is no, on, on the piano. The, on the Skills piano. is always on the piano in this episode. Skills like, has like so ten lines. You really and Haley
1: are like dancing and after hours, because you know, Skills is playing the piano, still.
0: And they are, cool, they, are they are, they are, of course, this is also Chen McGuire definitely sidestepping the issue of it being the 1940s, and Skills is living in North Carolina. I'm not gonna talk about anything else that's going on in Skills' life, besides being a very good friend to him at this And I'm sure Skills, well. uh, not to jump ahead, but I'm sure Skills' life will be great
1: at the end, when he runs this, this bar. Uh, oh, I've got questions about that, because uh, yeah, he, he didn't write not anything to down! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's not gonna. Go- you can't just. Oh, oh, I get honestly because at the end Lucas would have to take the bar back anyway, right? Oh, I've got yeah, and I've got. Well, if he sur- if he. Oh wait, you mean afterwards? Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, it happened to be fine, but like. I had such issue with that because I'm like that is the that is the whitest nonsense. You're asking, but for it was just like right it was because... such like a it, like basically like here it's all yours, kid. Toss him the keys. I'm like that's not how any kind of real estate is gonna work, especially in the 1940s in North Carolina for a black guy. And I'm like what are you talking about? So I'm like he needs the deed, bro. He needs you to write it down explicitly in a will. <laughs> like I'm like this is not gonna happen. But he just kind of like to- like tosses him the keys equivalent and then just like scoots out the door. And I'm like oh that poor man just lost his job. <laughs> I'm just, no, and then of course skills followed him anyway. I was like, oh skills, no. But so, um, in the meantime though, he's on the piano so, yeah, tapping away. Skills, um, you know, Brooke in a dress she made herself. And she, and... I mean, this is this is this is Sophia Bush, I guess. But like, th- her voice sounds especially like rough. Like she always must. <laughs> her
1: have... the last few seasons of the show, uh, Sophia Bush's voice was like, what's going on? Very, with like, that? Ra- it wasn't like her natural rasp. It was like. It was like she was ill. Yeah, I said it sounds like someone I, I, stepped on her I'm vocal not, box. I'm like, I
0: had nothing against her. I'm
1: not saying we're not saying this like as an insult, but like she's I saw, like I was it's worried for very her. Very raspy. Yeah,
0: weird. But it works for this episode. It is, it's it's since fine. It's since back oh, to normal. I she was just like you know had like had to get like a uh, probably a bunch of stress of having she to be around the been all the time. him and pissing him, was killing her and having to pretend she likes <laughs> Honestly, this. like Honestly, like having this to like be intimate with Sean Murray probably does a number on your throat. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> let's be honest. But so... Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, we're gonna get sued. Uh, but so... <laughs> yes, uh, she made herself because, uh, of course, in the real world, Brooke is a fashion designer. And so she's very... I don't mean. know how to describe her just besides maybe woman of the night. It's very... And she's wearing a red dress,
1: which is important for when for later, mm-hmm. when, you know, she's a devil in a red yeah. dress, basically. And she's very,
0: like, you know, like, sashes up to him, like, oh, hey, how you doing, like, big spender. And he's like, oh, how you doing? And she's, I guess, like, his friend slash <laughs> ex on the show. It's, it's, again, complicated. They never really give you... She's like his friend slash ex. Like it's yeah. kinda complicated- they have like a complicated relationship, but you don't really get too much explicit it. So here she clearly
1: together. still wa- wants him and he's like, nah, see. Yeah, and that's
0: like again, this is what I'm saying. Like he wrote this. And then he's, he wrote he, this.
1: Then has Lucas say the lines, Ah, you know I never mix business with mm. pleasure. And I'm like, this is a line Chad
0: Michael Murray wrote for himself. He wrote this. This happened, and he has to deliver it right there. And like, it's just everything about it is like, again, like some of this was written in a shower. Some of this was written when he was going to bed. He was jerking off the (laughs) whole time. Like, it's so gross. And and so he's like, and then he makes. Brooks also says you'll you'll be back, basically making her desperate for yeah, him. Yeah, even Lafferty's giving them the eyes. I'm telling you, like, every person in this is into Chad Michael Murray, and they're written that way because it was written by Chad Michael Murray. And remember, Nick
1: and Lucas are brothers, except for not here. So it's yeah, fine. exactly.
0: And I feel like even Dan is kind of like there's mm, no relation you. apparently exists in this episode. Every, no one's related. everyone is hitting on him all of the time in this episode. He's actually a very non-threatening person in the episode, ironically. His hair looks awful here. Everyone's hair, besides lifting Joy Lenz's hair, like, they all... Oh, yeah, oh. I don't know what they were... They were trying for the old-timey... We'll get more
1: into detail about, like, the, the styles. Because they all look like trash. But, I guess Nathan looks fine.
0: Even he was... They didn't really do anything with He looks with exactly him. the same. And that's, <laughs> exactly. A, that's my biggest problem, is that, like... Look, I understand they were, they were trying for the 1940s, and they, they did it. They made an attempt... But, like, even the, the outfits they did get, um, while they are, they look like the 1940s, it's something about the way that they're, like, styled and stitched and laid on people's bodies. They're too modern. They're not cut like 1940s outfits. So it's basically like you took a 1940s style dress and let you wear it today. It would look totally different the way it's cut Whereas in this episode you have people wearing this like it's basically like a costume. It's like you know how like if you go to the Halloween yes. store and you're going to get a co- like a costume of like I don't know, the Ghostbusters, they're going to give you a Ghostbusters uniform, but it's not cut the way that they are in the movie. So it's not going to look 100% right. You're just going to be somebody wearing a uniform that happens to say Ghostbusters on it. So you're going to look like you're you're part of the right like you know what you're trying for, but you're not you're not going to look like you can walk onto a set basically. Whereas I think yes. these people are all wearing 1940s clothes that are cut for, like, modern times. Because they didn't bother getting actually authentic clothes. <laughs> they just went and got, like, mod cloth and ordered it in bulk or something. <laughs> so, anyway, so, uh, they... Because it's basically just big ties and the suits. Like, it really is not very complicated. It was not a very... And then they all just got really close-cut hair that week. It was not very sophisticated. <laughs> but, um, so, uh, Lafferty especially is basically just wearing a bartender outfit. Like, which is just white shirt, right? Like... I mean, I just... I, I think part of that is that just... I can't buy James Lafferty in like any other era, but like
1: current, he's like just a normal bro. pretty much. that there's really nothing you could do to dress him up. Yeah, to make and him it's look.
0: it's partly like a like I don't, I don't want to get like into the weird like it's it's genetic. I don't think it's necessarily genetic, but it's something like his face. Did not occur in it, nature at that time. Like, that, that is something that happened after years of people bulking up and being huge it, and tall. Yeah, it's
1: like, some people obviously, you know, like, it looks like, oh yeah, this person could totally be, like, an actor in a bygone era or I something. I mean,
0: maybe it's because I live in a city that has a lot of old-timey stuff, but, like, when I go to a place, like, downtown, like... If you go where they sign the Declaration of Independence, the stairways and stuff are tiny. You have to, like, cramp in because people were itty-bitty back then. Even the most, like... Lafferty is a large Yeah, he just didn't exist in nature. <laughs> and so, like, all of them were just, like, very, very modern-looking. And it's just, they did not give it any kind of effort.
1: And, and the thing is, I feel like Hillary and Sophia could actually, like, fit in this style if, like, it was just better made. Yeah, I mean so like their entire look.
0: Sophia doesn't look terrible, but it's more I think her outfits are a little bit too like like sultry or something. She could have probably been a little like I don't know, it's it's complicated. Like I don't really know you can't put your finger on what exactly is wrong, but you know nobody looks right. I like
1: imagine on a better show doing an episode like this. I imagine
0: them like Well, Hillary and Sophia looking
1: great and actually it yeah, I working. mentioned
0: Boy Meets World, like, obviously that was, like, a goofy episode, but I think that they succeeded in what they tried there. I think everyone was wearing the right yeah. outfits for that, that episode. Even the facial hair was right on, I think Eric has facial hair, like the little mustache or something, maybe I'm wrong. but some Or the father, uh, someone has mustache, or Feeney, someone, mm-hmm. like, it, it just, they, they did what they wanted to do, and they succeeded in what they attempted. And I don't think that they did quite the same here, just because I don't think that they had the costume they needed for this episode for it to be an entirely 1940s episode but uh it looks more like a dance like they they, everyone was like oh it's a 1940s themed dance I'll go like find whatever I can find in my closet to be in this dance and it's not like an actual you know it's not like a set in the 1940s thing it's a let's pretend it's the 1940s um but so they're all dancing around having a good time um, Haley's getting ready in the back to start singing, um, at the club, and is interrupted by the creepy fucking, like, I guess he's a quote-unquote manager, like, I, but then he's I, not a like, manager.
1: i quote-unquote manager. He's not, though.
0: He just owns the club. Like, I guess he was her
1: boss at, like, his bar, and then she's like, I, I'm peacing out, which, which, honestly, she's kind of stupid. And it
0: it's also, it's, a, like- it's- a mob boss. Yeah, it's confusing, too, because he he talks about her in this scene like he does have some kind of control over her career. And not in the sense, like, you do what I say. More like, yeah. we talked about this. I don't know why you're moving here. I guess, here. like, he
1: discovered her and then, like, she's like, uh, okay, this is great. Now it's time for me to hit the bricks. I mean, I would-
0: who'd, who wouldn't want to get away from creepy Dan Scott in this? Like, it, it's crazy that he's, like, shocked someone's trying to flee. But then he- in in addition to being creepy and demanding about coming back to his club, he, like, Forces a kiss on her, it's disgusting. Yes. Okay. He's like yeah, a 40 year old people. man. Not that it's good for any man to kiss a girl. Like I mean, Carl
1: Johansson is like a handsome older yeah, man. Yeah, but it's like. He's very it's wide, so but gross. still. But like, here are the actual. Okay, so people who have not seen the show, Ugh. in Wintry Hill, Dan is Haley's father in law. He is the father of both Nathan and Lucas Scott. Nathan is Haley's husband. Right. He is. Again, her son is his grandson. It's gross. <laughs> it's weird. And I, I, I'm pretty sure, uh, maybe just, like, occasionally on a forum I would have seen, like, because the two of them do have, like, good chemistry, like, let's say outside of this episode, like, in other ep- episodes, because, like, they can actually they probably, act each other. They also probably and stop and, like, like she,
0: a lot. They're very, like, antagonistic yeah. to each other. Yeah.
1: So, but to see that, him, like, force himself on her- Real creepy.
0: Real, right off the it's bat, so creepy. This is that is like the It's not creepy scene, because it's guys. forcing. It's because of, yeah. I, I mean, we jumped ahead to the point where we're talking about what they're all doing, but there, none of that's explained. It's just all an overhead shot of everybody like yeah, doing the, their thing. This is the
1: second scene. This in the, is for in sure. The I mean, there's like a
0: brief like you you kind of get a back and forth with Brooke, but you really don't. Like it's really just uh, you know, hi, how you doing? Hi, hi. hi. Like, that's all you get. And Minkus is just like, or Mouth or whatever, is just throwing shots back. You don't really get a full, like, scene with him. It's mostly just introductions based off of the character. Yeah, and that's like, uh... This is the first, like, scene scene He He talks to her, she talks back. It's an actual scene. So, like... What a uh, terrible way to start I, I, the episode off. Like, him forcing yes. a kiss on her. Ooh. Just ew, ew, ew. And
1: uh, I wrote this for scene, like, already, like, Bethany being too good for this yeah, show. Yeah, and also- was, so far she was the only one pulling it also, off. And
0: also, like, not that you should ever- I'm not, like, rating how gross his, like, forced kiss on her was, because there shouldn't be any kind of rating. But it just looked it's gross, too. Like, it was just, like, the way he kissed. Not even- Not that there's a good way to force a kiss on someone. It's like, like the ew. type of thing
1: where you-, you if they were to kiss in general, it's like the type of thing where you think, oh, maybe like the fandom really wants to see Dan and Haley in some way. Yeah. But they don't.
0: I would have so preferred like an actual. Like, as creepy as that is on some other like, level. Like an actual relationship. Yeah, like them. he like kisses her and then she looks conflicted about like, ew, that's disgusting. Like, that would have been a, like a way better selling point of he's truly evil. And this, he's just like a comical, like, it's like. Like He's very uh, evil. Good looking out, honey. I mean... And then he, like, slaps her ass and gives her a big smack on the lips. It's, like, such a weird, like, it's not... And then she also, like, says something, like, she says, One of these days, someone's gonna stand up to you, Dan Scott, and I, for one, can't wait. I'm like, so... So you're willing to say that to his face, but you're not standing- aren't you standing up to him? I was, like, so confused. (laughs) But, so, I guess it's just saying that someone's gonna stop him from his reign of terror is kind of what she's- she's, like, trapped in her circumstance. Which I get. Like, she's a woman in the 1940s in this era, so she's probably feeling like she can't really stand up for herself beyond, you know, harsh words back to him. But he, like, kind of just, like, like, smirks at her and wanders off. Like, he lets her do it. So, I'm like, he's not even really succeeding in his, like, big, like, bullying like, campaign because he lets her sing. I mean, he goes out front and tries to, like, threaten Lucas from, you know, keeping her at the club, but, like, he's not really doing a good job. It's, he reminds me of, like, this, this is, like, uh, this is a weird, co- <laughs> yeah, right? this is, like, a weird comparison to make, so, like, stay with me. But he's basically in this scene playing, like, a low key Donald Trump. Like, that's exactly yeah. that's exactly what I picture because he's getting tough, trying to be threatening but not creepy and like overbearing. But like people are still saying shit to his face. It's just it's it's like nineteen eighties Donald Trump. It's not nowadays Donald Trump. So so she tries to get him like to get off her case, and he just kind of wanders off. And so she goes off to start the stage. Like she gets on stage. Um, she sings. She's a good voice that I remember from the from I think either the other episode or just in passing. Um, and then she just, you know, shines in the and room. Also, Everyone's thrilled. And of course, because the episode makes no sense, <laughs> uh, the rest of the episode is basically scored. The soundtrack is
1: all various uh, Haley's songs, like Haley singing the whole time.
0: Oh, it is. Even I didn't th- even th- notice
1: like, that. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all Bethany Joy Len singing, nice. it, even while she's like dancing. With Nathan, and it's like, wait, oh, so this? that's
0: her singing? Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Cause later on, they play it like a well. That, that one, one of them was instrumental. I think. Well, I guess there maybe was some voice. I don't know. But so, I it's very like background. It's like, where's the where's
1: the speaker set happening?
0: But, uh, did that even exist then? I guess so. I don't know, who knows. <laughs> but I thought she had a record yeah, though. I don't know. <laughs> None of this is answered. It's, it's all trash. <laughs> <laughs> i never a dream, but at least it's. Like it's yeah, trendy. but like, come on, like that's dumb. <laughs> that's stupid. Um, and so he, um, oh, sorry, so she's singing, and of course Lafferty's like, "Ooh, I wish," I, and he's like, "I, I, she's beautiful." And then Lucas is like, "Well, you don't think a girl like that and a bartender like you could could make something of each other?" And he's like, "I don't know." And I'm like, "This is my notes again." continue throughout, just like this is just straight garbage. <laughs> I'm well, like, I mean.
1: The guy who harassed the drug guy, like, he says gams, but I mean,
0: I appreciate oh, that. Jesus. And it's, and it's- Look at the gams! Oh, do you mean- Oh, so later on, I have that, too. Look at like her getting groped by the stranger. Yeah. Oh, that's af- oh, that's after- Oh, that's after she's done. Game. Oh, God, it made me so mad, too. But so, he's basically- You can tell that he has a crush on her, um, but before she gets out done singing, Dan interrupts her singing by, like, basically, like, Telling like people at one of the tables to I mean, scram. This, Dan doesn't really interrupt her singing. It's so weird. It's, they have like a full conversation while she's in the It's basically Lucas being like, Hey. The I'm gonna
1: fight you. That's when everything stops. Yeah. It's when everything like does proverbial record scratch.
0: I don't know why they did that. I guess they could I mean it's it's good oh. that they confronted him, but he just tried to strong he successfully strong armed a table. That's like the one thing he's been yes. successful and, at. Of course he's strong on a table with Peyton, which again makes no sense yeah. in the This world and uh. Oh, he walks in with Peyton. We should say that too when he walks in. Yeah, with
1: Peyton and his lackey is played uh. by Austin Nichols' character Julian. Who is that? Poor Julian, nice guy, but because Lucas doesn't like him, he gets relegated to this lame lackey. What the fuck? It's such a weird. Because the whole thing, yeah, with the whole thing with uh. Julian who's introduced in the season is that he's Peyton's ex boyfriend and so he and. Was he that much of a shit person?
0: Like he's a murderer in this, ostensibly. No,
1: Julian's a great guy. He's like. He has a hero complex. This, this is, is, is a again, really good guy. This is
0: why I'm saying, like, Chad Michael Murray Juliet's wrote like, this.
1: basically the good guy that Lucas pretends to Chad be. Chad
0: Michael Murray wrote the fuck out of this episode. Like, he takes all- Like, he makes everyone into these, like, one-note villains. It's such a weird- Like, why did no one stop this from happening? <laughs> why did no didn't no one I don't even know either? if Julian and Dan ever met. Oh, it's so weird. It's such a weird thing for him to write. Like, he makes him into a, a, an out-and-out villain. All of them. Fully. Really. And even Brooke, because she was his ex, is not, I wouldn't say, like, she's not She's not villainous in the end, but she's certainly, like, suspect. She's,
1: she's basically thirsty. Yeah. That's for sure. And she's
0: like a, 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 oh, God, anything about it, it's just, it's trash. And so, um, so, so she, he gets, basically, he gets him to, he tries to get hit, kicked out. Like, he's like, Dan, get the fuck out. If you're gonna be rude like this about painting singing, because he, Dan basically says, like, oh, hey, she was a better well, singer at my club. Why'd you steal her? And also, Dad's like
1: basically he gets her with her. I fucked your mom, Barb. Which in real life is like, yeah, that's how you were, you made him. because oh, he's your son, i your
0: father. <laughs> but in this, it's hard because he's not actually his father. I guess, but you never really. And I guess he's also not out. Keith's brother. It's so confusing. Like it's just because they
1: acknowledge that Keith is Luke's uncle. They don't acknowledge who Luke's father is, though.
0: Well, I mean, we know who Luke's father is,
1: but not <laughs> in this dream.
0: I mean. It's Darth Vader. Oh, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Alright, All right, so, so, he's, like, he's, he's basically, like, trying to just shove his way into the table. He succeeds in that, but Lucas is, like, not having it. He kicks him out after the, the mom barb. And then enter Officer Joe Manganello, who's very underserved in this episode. Oh, wow, I didn't realize that was him. He's like clean. Yeah, chicken. that Joe
1: Manganello who uh, at this point in the season is dating Brooke or about to. He date looks Brooke, like a so. child.
0: I'm amazed yeah. by that. Yeah. So if you want to, man, if you want something to see, like well, Google Joe. Yeah. Jo- that's crazy. So he's like very different looking than you'd expect if you're not if you're picturing the the, the more famous version. <laughs> I mean, he looks ridiculous in his cop costume. I know. That's, <laughs> that's part of that's it. That's true. But so that he he shoves in and says, like, basically, like, hit bricks, and then they all, like, scatter. And, um, we yeah, do find out during that- around on the house. Yeah, we do find out during way. that exchange that he, um, his club is suffering now that Hallie's left. So that's why he's especially, like, rude about it. Not that he needs an excuse, it seems like. He's a creep anyway. Um, and the cop breaks in, ruins the good vibes. I think the show pretty much just kind of stops after that, I think. Or maybe they start again? You don't yeah, see it. Yeah, that's where they
1: stop. It's, like, a round of drinks. And then, I guess- Maybe then they continue. Uh, it's un- it's yeah. unclear.
0: <laughs> Just like he didn't bother to do any kind of like establishing again. But so Haley like gets off stage eventually and comes over. Okay, now and, it's time to look
1: check out those games. Yeah, and
0: so he, she comes over to get a drink from Lafferty at the bar, and some random fucking creep. I, it's not Julian. Very drunk. It's not Julian, right? It's some random. It's not. Creep. It's, yeah. it's some random. He does that other times. So it's it's. Everyone's doing it. <laughs> like, yes, they have Julian be like an insufferable creep here. And it's like, that's not his character at all. Yeah. So in this uh, scene, another stranger just comes up and just says like, oh, hey, how you doing, honey? And he he tries to slap her ass up her skirt. Like, it's creepy. It's very, very, very. It's not that there's any good way to slap someone's ass. Is not your, <laughs> your uh, someone who's. Challenge accepted. Yeah, like, I mean, look. You do that amongst friends and loved ones. You don't do that amongst strangers. Um, and not without consent. Exactly. Um, but so she, he also tries to go up her leg. It's really creepy. And she's like, get the fuck out of here. And then um, in her attempts to swat him off, Lafferty bumps into him and then bumps him off. And then it says, like, you know, scram. And so she says, maybe, she's like, throws back to Lafferty, like, maybe you should cut that guy off. And then he says, maybe I should buy him another drink. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And then... <laughs> She proceeds to- and then he says to her- Then she's
1: also like, no, 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 yeah.
0: And then he proceeds to say, because he gave me an excuse to talk to the prettiest girl here. I was like, dude- Dude! Dude, you both work there. That should be your excuse. Work honestly. on your game, because that is gross. And then she says back to that, in that case, give him two second ones for me. And I'm like, what? What kind of shitty... And then, I, and then I forgot. I'm like, oh, this was written by Chad Michael Murray. Yeah, it makes total sense now. Like, every time I kept thinking, like, what happened, they let this like this get on This is alpha screen. male bullshit he's talking it about. It is grotesque. And she is totally down for it. Like, she, she seems... Like thrilled, and I was just, like, oh my god, and so. You're. I guess they're gonna get a drink later. We'll see, we'll see. Dot dot dot. Um. In the meantime, um. Dan, having left, is with Peyton in yes. his car, which I guess he. And now we know car. that Dan
1: is like a father figure to Peyton because you know that's not something that happens in the
0: show at all. And also, like, is he? Because he also seems like weirdly possessive of her in like a creepy way. I feel like Dan is also like <laughs> it, kissing it, everyone. Like everything about it's so gross. here
1: Like I feel like it's it's just that, even though you you expect it to not be, but I think it is Look, just because of the fact that in Julian opinion, has no. problem Problem like hitting on her right in front of dad. In my universe,
0: he's he's Donald Trump in the eighties, so he's definitely hitting on his daughter figure. Um, but so it's yes, just, but it, it's he's not like a- actively doing the way he did it with Haley. Yeah, he's not playing kisses on her, but he's being like possessive in a new fun way. Um, but the <laughs> whole thing is
1: weird too. Again, the parent dynamics in this episode make no sense. Well, he's because, the only parent, so he he's not her dad, but he was in love with her mom. But her dad doesn't exist.
0: I mean like look even if I I feel like if I sat there and watched every season of the show with a pen and paper and a family tree written out I still could Please confused. do that. I I wouldn't I wouldn't I would never fully understand what's going on with the parents on the show. I think it's one of those things where
1: so- I feel like the pa- the parents are like the simpler thing. It's the timeline it's you have to be worried about. With the show I mean, you're,
0: you're not wrong in that sense. The
1: parents are very easy to understand on the show. They
0: seem like an afterthought. Well, in this episode at least, they're definitely an afterthought. But in both the episodes I've watched, they're sort of like, oh yeah, right. We I need mean, to write both- something for the parents, right? In season
1: six, basically, after like the high school season, and like to five do, years like, after like season four, like basically. these are all
0: adults. Like it's adults hanging out with older adults. Like it's not as, as compelling a show. Like it's. It's compelling if you go, like, the Parenthood route. It's not compelling if you go this way. Like, it's not- there's not big enough a gap, there's not enough, like, stuff there. Like there's just Well, that's not- actually a
1: good, good point you brought up, uh, um, Parenthood, because I- like, I wrote in my notes, basically, that Wintry Hill's, uh, tragic flaw is that it, like, it went the opposite direction of a Friday Night Lights. Right. Like, it started out more earnest, especially compared to the OC, and then it's, like, said fuck that, and instead of, like, just staying in that lane- it's like, we're just gonna be as insane and soapy as possible, and then you That's fits. what it is.
0: It really is, like, a soap opera. That's why I don't think I have ever liked it, is it? it just reads like a soap I, opera I mean, to me.
1: I will defend, especially the first season, it was just, like, a very good, like, uh, good, earnest WB drama. I'll f- defend it for days.
0: Mm-hmm. But I'm just- I'm not a fan of soap operas in general. Mm-hmm. I've tried. I've, I've watched a somewhat decent amount of it, um, off and you on. You should watch-
1: Watch season one of this.
0: Yeah. I, and it would be like, I, how do we get there, basically? Okay. But, like, I, I just am not, like, here for that part of it. So the closer it gets <laughs> to that, like, I, same with Grey's Anatomy. I just can't. I've tried. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't find it quite as interesting as other people do. It's just not for me. I mean, that's all it is. Understandable. But, and then this is just where it just, it seems to me like it's so far into the show of the soapiness that it's become, like, think of it this way. Like, if you're if you're at a club and they've been pumping, like, soap into the club all night long, so it's just, it's, like, bubbles everywhere it's going to eventually hit a ceiling. (laughs) And then, like, either (laughs) it goes out the doors, or you suffocate and die. And that's, I feel like, what we're (laughs) at
1: that point. Oh my god, Chewie's looking at me like, (laughs) what is happening? I
0: know, Chewie, it's a pretty dark metaphor, but... But so, so, anyway, so, in this in this scene when Dan's with Peyton in the car, being all father figure and also, I guess he's father figure to Julian, too, but even Julian's kind of, like, giving Dan the eye. Like, everyone's kind of, like, wanting to fuck everyone else in this episode, which is, again, more of a statement on Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> I mean, I think it's kind of
1: just, like, how Austin Nichols looks at people, though, like, True. he just looks at them like, he, he wants to fuck them, which, honestly, do you, boy.
0: Yeah, and Chad <laughs> Michael Murray, I think, is just sort of, like, he innately writes people, like, wanting to fuck other people, so... um. <laughs> She she's like sort of just like, "Hey, what's up?" and he just says like, "Julian, can you give us a minute?" And I wanted so badly in this moment cuz it, it looks like he's going to do it, but then he doesn't. But Julian gets up out of the out of the car they're parked, and he like walks up to a brick wall with his face like facing the brick wall. I wanted him <laughs> to stand there with his face against the brick wall so badly the whole time. It would have been such a good like funny beat, and it would have been great. I bet I would be happy if there was, like, a blooper that, like, had him just do that. It would have been so smart. Like, it would have been a very, like, it, it just would have said a lot more about how shitty the character was in comparison I mean, to the I mean, yeah, if you want to go, go
1: full lackey for the character, just, like, do that.
0: Right, because it would have given- it would have also given him more of that, like, cartoony vibe that, like, to differentiate between the fact that he's not really, like, the actual Peyton ex-boyfriend that we know on the show, but- At this point, you're kind of like, is he this way? Because, like, some of these characters are close enough to their actual characters that they could technically be, like, themselves living in the 1940s, you know? Like, it's hard to- it's not hard to differentiate between what's, like, real versus what's just added for- for the moment. It's not like Bones, for example, where they're all living completely separate different lives and, like, what the fuck. It's just sort of like, oh, it's just- it's still Tree Hill- it's still, like, you know, they're all still the same age group, more or less. Um, so it just, it just seems a weird choice for them to not give a deliberate version to him, but, and then as he just goes over he gives him a second in the car and then Dan just gives her, like, a full-on talking to like, don't you give eyes to Lucas like that? And she, like, denies it. He grabs her arm all, like, sharply and then, uh, Eventually, like he like says, like you know, your your mind essentially like, don't don't fuck around like on us. Like I promise
1: your mom, I take care of you. Blah, blah, Yeah,
0: and then so she's like, whatever, dude.
1: <laughs> you might to- as well have just made her like his daughter.
0: I don't know what they were trying for. It just did not give me daughter vibes. It Didn't give me any kind of. Vibe. It just was a creepy vibe. Like he's just like in control of every woman and her autonomy in the entire episode. It's gross. And so he, I guess that maybe
1: they, like they didn't make her his daughter just so he could punch her later. I don't know. Yeah, and I
0: should be clear: the reason why I'm really creeped out by this is not that not not that it'd be a good excuse for him to be creepy possessive of just Peyton or just Haley, but he's creepy possessive of Peyton, Haley, and Brooke, among other people. I'm sure, and then even of Lucas and and other like Julian, but really specifically the women. So it's a really deliberate, like, point of view. Like, you're looking at the show through the lens of these women being controlled by Dan in this episode. And that, again, a creepy insight into the mind of John Michael Murray, I feel like. It's very, very un- unsettling. But, um, so, so Dan lets her out of the car, um, Peyton out of the car, and she goes back into her, her um, apartment. And as she's walking by, Julian, like, out of nowhere yeah. fucking says, I know. He's like, it's okay, Dallin. I know you didn't. <laughs> like, really, like, <laughs> shitty, like like, again, 1940s, like, southern... I know. Also I think
1: is like the only one like really playing it up. Like,
0: Yeah, in and I don't think he way. read the room. He needed to read the room a lot more. Like no one else is doing that and he looks like he's eating every bit of scenery there is and there's not that much. And, i mean do you kid do you and he's just like I-, I know you only have eyes for me darling and smacks her ass and then she's just like ugh, and then just like walks in the door i'm like Ew. like every every time it's it's gross enough it goes to a different level and it just it makes it truly truly awful. and again
1: that's not julian's character like he is peyton's ex and of course it was like of course the drama of oh does he want her back and they had that whole thing but like he gets over that pretty quickly. This is,
0: again, it's another- <laughs> He
1: would never like, smack her ass. This is
0: why I'm saying. It was poorly written and not just, like, a bad combination of things that just didn't work out. Because, basically, all you need to do to succeed in this is to make her actually interested in him. Not to say that she's yeah, like, interested, but, like, make some conflict. Make him the James
1: Marsden of a situation. Make him right. a triangle.
0: Or, or, like, look, he's a piece of shit, but- she has to date him because that's what her father figure wants. Yeah. And then he's already basically dating quote unquote the Haley character. And it's not like it's a good thing, but like if you're gonna go that route, like it would certainly Oh the Brooke be a character more, you mean? Yeah, it'd be a lot more yeah. compelling for oh well well Brooke is kind of up in the air. Brooke is I feel like it was like a third wheel. Like she's just like like not to say that this is true of Brooke and or or women, but like kind of the person you're calling after you leave either one of those other girls' apartments. <laughs> but like it it was more like Dan was like Haley was Dan's like yeah you could actually
1: get the entire dynamics yeah you might as well make it like Lucas and Haley and um... Julian and Peyton. And then that whole nonsense. Yeah,
0: and they just didn't do any of that, so it would have succeeded a lot more, I think, because in again, it like actually conflicted and, and written well. <laughs>
1: they change up so much, and then it's just like Nathan and Haley off in their own world, reliving their greatest hits.
0: That was pointless. That's what I'm saying. Those scenes were literally pointless. And in that sense, if you want some shitty like alpha male bullshit, you can have Nathan try and save Haley from Dan. Like that's still going to give you some points. Like it's still shitty writing, but like fine, do that. But, like, they didn't even do that. It's just- it's almost just, like, the whole threat of her feeling like she's gonna be, like, you know, attacked by him for leaving the club is gone. Within, like, the it first It really ten does- minutes. once- yeah, once she hits because her wagon to Nathan- Peyton, Peyton is there, and then it just becomes- like, it's almost like he had a plot in mind, but he forgot to finish it. Because he doesn't really finish why he's a stupid
1: daughter. Is hanging around with Lucas.
0: Yeah, like, there's no real- It's really just, a, like, he redirects his anger towards a different person. It doesn't actually solve what happened with the first person. She's still very much leaving his club and, and costing him money. But she's off having a good time with Nathan, so it doesn't matter as much. Because um, she's got another man speaking for her, basically. is, is in not Michael really, because he's going to the war! Yeah, but to Michael Murray's world, that means that she's just, like- she's handled because another man has her under control. Like, that's kind of what I think he's like, it's gross, but I think that's exactly what he has in this is like, it's like, it's like a game of like three card Monty and they all need a man over top of them. Like, it's so weird. But so he's just like, all right. He says to her, like, you know, um, don't, don't give eyes to him. She goes off. Julian hits on her. It's really gross. But um, uh, the next scene, M- mouth is also leaving the club and he's and, drunk, like stumbling mumbling, doesn't say anything, passes out drunk. I'm confused here because I feel like is he are we supposed to understand that he wakes up the next day and sees that stuff going on with Dan?
1: Oh no, he's like still uh in the trash when things are happening outside the club, I guess.
0: But that's a whole I I think that was also another like plot that was supposed to be something and never happened.
1: Well no, yeah, it, it's the whole thing is that uh, so he sees he that this is uh that's when Brooke is approached by Dan.
0: Right, so what what I think happens here is basically we're just supposed to understand that Mouth has a drinking problem in this in this scenario, and he's and he's <laughs> also that's why he's years. now
1: a gossip columnist. He's like falling on a hard times because of his drink.
0: Yeah, and he says he's like, "You'll see, I have I have some things cooking." Big. Things, and also, he's supposed to be things, funny because
1: we're supposed to find called. Mouth funny, no, so not in
0: a million years. Uh, and he's just like, "You're gonna see big things coming from me, big things, big things, all that kind of stuff." And he's just and he passes out drunk in the trash. Now, I would think that to me, and it, the, the way the camera is like it lingers on him in a way that you're, like, he's gonna wake up, or someone's gonna grab him around the corner. Like, it's a really weird shot.
1: Yeah, I guess he does kind of wake up. Yeah, he does for a second, because... I kept uh, thinking
0: someone's gonna grab him from the corner and just drag him away, and then kill him, because it really does, it's shot like he's about to be, like, Scream-style, like... Someone's going to come out with a, with a
1: knife. And just, I like, wish. I, that's what I wish could happen to, I know. to Mouth.
0: But, but so, um, so, yeah. Uh, he's we just, have... That's left to be dealt with later on, basically. We'll get Brooke back to is
1: him. about to leave the club, and she's basically still pining.
0: For Chad Michael because, Yeah, and
1: he's like, Brooke, like, those were nice days we had. Like,
0: think about how gross this is. Poor Sophia Bush is doing her goddamn best. Is it, now, are they already- they're not divorced at this point? They're they're
1: way past- yeah, they're they divorced. That was oh like my between, god,
0: really? Oh my god. I think
1: that was between, like, seasons two and three, honestly. Oh no. Well, what, so- like, what, Oh my and god. And, like, when their characters are like, basically just gotten together, oh god, like, Jesus. like for good, and it's like, oh. well, now we have to, like, a whole season where like we have that's to pretend- something... They didn't, like, do a whole season where they have to pretend they're in love.
0: That's a pretty common trope on a lot of shows where people divorce and they still have to work together and it's But remember, romantic. they got
1: married, like, at the beginning of season two- Oh, and geez. we're done at the end of season two with their marriage.
0: Jesus <laughs> Christ! So let's like let's like go over this a little because this is where I feel like it really starts. Like the the edges of like Chad Michael Murray's like personal vendetta against Sophia Bush really start to shine. So basically, yeah. he's written Brooke in this in this episode to be to come up to him just like you know. I, i'm giving you eyes like i'm still in love with you and i'm devastated by the fact that you're with peyton now and how awful it feels to be like you know not dating you is she dating someone else on the show at this point
1: uh i think she was dating lafferty at this point
0: oh well even they, in real life. they like
1: dated for like a yeah they dated for like a hot minute how about on the uh,
0: show was she dating somebody else on, on the show
1: uh manganello and then he bounced and then uh julian
0: Oh okay. Well, either way, she seems to be un un um attached to anybody in this episode. So, but you have her basically just like, like like pining for John Murray, and you get yeah, like, I'm all. To,
1: these I'm trying to see real quick when they split, like w- between what seasons. Yeah, you get okay. all these
0: like creepy, what like you know, sex. like what what did I do? What a mistake I made! Like living my life, it's such a, like to think that you have to divorce this this creep for cheating on you, publicly after a very short time married. To, like, literally, like, one of the most ridiculous people to cheat on you with, Paris Hilton. Like, that's a... It's, it's, it's the most cliche of all cliches. And to have to go back to work with him is one thing, but then to have to, like, act out his creepy, like, personal fantasy of you feeling like like he, you made a mistake for... Like, it's... Look, he's yeah. obviously writing the characters feeling this way but I do not think it's at all a coincidence that he's basically yeah. having he- her like look to him like I I miss being with you this stinks that we're not a- we're not together anymore. Yeah. Now, Their
1: divorce finalized like uh during season 4, but like they got divorced like they were in the process of getting divorced uh during season 3. Like February of 2006 yeah. is when they filed. So they're and, like, full they on divorce. final at this point. in this December. Six.
0: So like but- it is
1: They still had to pretend for quite a while.
0: And it's not to say he's the only person. Like, they were dating and together on the show, so it wasn't like he was the only person writing it that way, but, like, this is definitively written by him, and she is, for sure, looking at him like, what kind of mistake I made leaving him. And I do not think that's an accident. I think that's 100%. Because, I mean, you know better than me, but, I mean, I... I certainly think they probably have like moments of like you remember how we were together on the show yeah. but I don't think that they were quite as involved as they as they were in these scenes as they yeah, were Yeah because the rest like of
1: the season. season 4 is basically when they decide like yes Lucas and Brooke they are the couple now so that's right. what we're doing always
0: And then they broke them up right cuz he's with like they- now
1: Oh, I'm sorry, uh, did I say Lucas and pa- Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, sorry, that's season four pretty- is, like, w- at the end where he's like, it's you, and, like, he meant Peyton, basically. And
0: that's fine! Like, look, And then they,
1: like, had that maybe one other time where it's like, hey, maybe Brooke and Lucas are getting together. Nope! No, we're not doing that anymore. It's still Peyton. Peyton is the true love.
0: So that's what I'm- that's exactly what I thought, though. So that's- it's what- it's basically just confirming the fact that, like, it was not something that was, like, an ongoing plot point for the season. He brought it back up, just so he could, like, yeah. basically have her be like, oh...
1: And the I'm thing is, had like had the sh- they not had, you know, their oh, entire gosh. relationship and the dissolution of it, I assume Luke and Brooke probably would have ended up together, because the problem with Luke and Peyton is that, basically, they were just too similar.
0: But that and... was the whole point. I never really watched the show again. I only, mm-hmm. like, saw it in passing. And yeah. But they were, a like surface thing That makes you want right. to
1: get with someone when you're in high school, but, like, that's not the type of thing to, like... It's... It's keep like, you with someone. It's like
0: if Seth. It's like if Seth ended up with Anna. Like I would understand it. And I mean, I, I love Anna, it, but and I, I don't think it. I'm always like, why don't you choose to- Anna? But like, yeah, it wouldn't have ended up well. It would have. It would have been fine. It would have been like a real life success story. But on the TV show, does not make for any kind of interesting plot line. <laughs> like it's, mm-hmm. she's the best served person as like a person. Either not, I wouldn't say stepping stone. That's not really fair to her. But like, she's just not somebody who's like end game necessarily because. They're too similar. There's not going to be a lot of conflict. It's just partly that, too. It's just Part why a, I also, it's like fair, I, I, but it's true.
1: I wish, had Anna and Luke stayed, they could have, like, been a thing. That would have been great. Oh, that would have
0: been great. Oh, my God. That would have been great. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Talk to us,
1: Josh Schwartz.
0: Um... Uh, but so, in this, he just sort of is writing her as, like, this, like, just clingy, like, ugh, I wish you were still with me. Like, she's not, like, I wouldn't say that she's, like, basically rubbing up on his leg or some crazy shit, but, like, yeah, she not... definitely is into him. There's no way sure. Sophia was gonna act that and he's, way. <laughs> he, and the thing is, this is why I think it's so creepy, it's like, the thing is, he writes himself in this, not, again, he's not writing himself, he's writing Lucas, but, like, he's writing Lucas to be, like you know, her protector, like, even though we're not together, I still love her. And he's like, you know, it's very, like, it's like if, 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 you know, you, you had to have therapy sessions with your ex before you got a divorce and he was trying to paint himself in this beautiful light. It's just like, you still had a creepy affair and were, like, awful to me. And I still feel like, like, the, the relationship between, like, Brooke and Lucas is probably different on the show than theirs was in real life in many ways, but I just think that, like, it seems like it was too similar to their actual, like, breakup to not be equipped acquitt- Like, it, it, it felt like a purposeful thing to me. And so he um he says to her, like, okay, and, like, bye, um, sorry. And guys, remember, heart. if
1: you want to see The Dissolution of Love, just remember to watch House of w- Wax movie life special from MTV.
0: That's, oh, jeez. Because that's, that's, I guess, when the the affair happened, as it was going Re- on. Remember, guys,
1: Chema worry was trying to say that Padalecki was having something with Paris Hilton. That happened. That happened on the show,
0: and he proposes to her publicly on the show. So, like, it is literally as they're getting married. It's so there,
1: fascinating it's to watch. A... Honestly,
0: God, we gotta revisit that someday.
1: It's, it's so my favorite. Up.
0: It's such That's a like, fucked it's... up thing inside
1: the mind of a sociopath. It
0: really is like this. Is what I'm saying though. Like, he is a truly. Honestly, I find a very repugnant person, and I think a lot of what he's done is really, really, really gross, and I think it's not a coincidence that he plays characters that are equally uninteresting and and creepy to me, (laughs) Um, in different ways, but just still creepy. I don't think I've ever liked a character he's played. Um, I think he, the closest he's ever played to himself on screen is Tr- Tristan Grey. It's <laughs> just, like, like <laughs> it's basically just, like, Chad Montgomery walking around town.
1: Like I still can't be believe people who who ship Rory and Tristan are oh dealing with
0: their lives. Uh, what are you doing? I don't know. Let's get into it, people. Uh, bless those people. You need, you need, you need people helping you. Um, uh, but so he, he, um, he gives her, <laughs> this is so, he, there, there was a bill on the way out that she owes for the, all the drinks she's been having all night long. <laughs> um and uh, I think it's skills that comes up to yeah. him is like hey you just let her walk out on a bill and he fucking like tears the bill up in yeah he's front like she's
1: she's she's down on her luck like so it wasn't yeah even that just, she got the slip past luck. him which would have been great it was that he he basically let her
0: again it's not like pay. I, I want you to picture just giving like a jerk off motion the whole like episode that's exactly how I feel like. every time he does shit like this I'm just like 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 fake jerk off motion like it's so. Like, it's such, like, a self-fulfilling, like, success story for him. It's like, I want to feel like the good guy. I want to save everybody. Like, yeah And it's just so gross. And so she walks out. He tears her bill up. And he's like, one day, Brooke Davis is going to change the world. <laughs> it's just like fuck this. And then she gives her- she, like, tries to call a cab. She calls the cab before checking for money. Yeah, she only, like, 50 her, cents. Looks in her purse. Only 50 cents. I'm like, also, it's 1940s. That could've worked. I don't know how much, like, <laughs> who knows. It's,
1: it's still got, like, modern times money going yeah, I on.
0: I don't fully understand how much taxi cabs cost then, I guess. But, or were there taxi cabs? Because they're also talking about cars, like, there are these new funny things that are happening. I'm like, how are there also taxi cabs?
1: <laughs> <We laughs> it's a small it town before. with but one
0: street. They have, like, multiple. Yeah, like, we didn't really talk about that either. She, like, waves one down. Like, it's not possible, right? <laughs> Like I, I I live in like uh, suburban Philadelphia. If I'm downtown in Philadelphia you really can't necessarily wave a taxi in certain parts of the city. You have to call a cab company or an Uber nowadays. But like you have to call someone because they just do not like drive around downtown parts of Philadelphia. It's really only maybe at the airport or maybe on like like, really, really major streets where yeah. everybody is. You, and you
1: cannot call a, you cannot, like, New York City. call down a, da- a taxi in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's you just you have to call.
0: Done. You have to call ahead of time they come to your door. It's just, like, the way it is. I remember seeing a tourist
1: trying to, like, hail a taxi here. I'm like, It's not gonna happen, like, and there were actually taxis for ones that passed by, but, like, you're not hailing a taxi, it's not happening.
0: I think it's probably partly because they want to vet where they're taking you, because a lot of people take taxis in, in smaller towns to smaller locations, and they want a bigger fare than driving all the way out there for nothing. So, like, instead of that, though, we're just meant to believe she's able to wave a taxi down in the 40s, and then they're just gonna drive over, try and grab her. And, again, this is, like, a small town in, like, I guess, like, suburban North Carolina.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, I just need to point out something I discovered because mm-hmm. it's amazing. James Lafferty uh, has directed an episode of Royals. Mark Swan's current show on E. Oh
0: my god. Yes. yes. I I just don't I don't understand what they were trying for with this whole like every bit of the scene sucks. Uh, but so she waves down a, she waves down a taxi and then. Um, when she realizes she doesn't have enough money,
1: she's like, "No." She's thanks. like,
0: "Never mind." And she then, only having two quarters to her name ostensibly, turns over and gives one of the her last quarters to a homeless guy, which like, shows you she's a good person. person no, it does not. Does I'm early, sorry. Later. Look, I'm all about giving to, to charity and stuff. I don't ever really give to homeless people, and that makes me sound like a terrible person. But like. There are systems in place that can help homeless people out. Like if you're, you know, like panhandling in certain places, you're doing it cuz you're making decent money and they're not necessarily homeless all day long. So like I don't totally buy Whoa. that. Whoa! This guy, this is... monster of a podcast. <laughs> but it's true. Like I don't you shouldn't just And also he didn't ask for the money. He wasn't having like a sign out. Also, this home. is the only time
1: I've ever seen like, a homeless oh, person, a person in tree hill. In tree hill. <laughs>
0: But it's like it's, and also like giving him a quarter. I'm like, whoa, gee, thanks, ma'am. Remember, <laughs> it's the '40s. That's, that's... I know, but if it was enough to give a homeless guy, it should have been enough for her taxi cab. Like, I. Don't uh, know. I... But-
1: just- I'm not gonna, like, condemn homeless people like you just did, but I will say, one day- uh, One day, I, I bought two bottles of Fiji water, and I tried to give one to a homeless woman,
0: and she rejected it! Yeah! I I'm a saying- bottle of
1: Fiji water! This is,
0: okay, I should say, my stance on homeless people is not something that comes from me being, like, a, a monster. monster. <laughs> it's from the experience of having to, attempted to give food that I did not eat to homeless people. Not, like, it wasn't even, like, stuff I didn't- like it's one thing. It was like half eaten. It was literally like a side thing that I didn't want, and and almost people rejecting it for me. So I'm like. Honestly, that's, like, a case-by-case situation. You're like, I'll show you. You'll see. <laughs> You'll never get anything from me again. Oh, my God. No. Sound I give, to, I give to charity. That's the thing. is Like, there are better p- people that are able to, like, truly help. Because I think a lot of people in those situations are, like, truly, like, unwell. And, like, taking things and wanting things is not really, like a like, a yes-no situation. It's more like a... Am I able to? I don't know. It's just not. It's not the kind of situation where I think that giving a cord to them is gonna like change their day, and I think that she just you want they want us to be like, wow, that that Brooke, she's a nice lady. She's given all her money, but like, she I also mean, once and you know, for being a nice lady do doesn't that. change the fact of what happens later. <laughs> Yeah. So Dan pulls up right afterwards, threatens her about the money she owes him. So I'm like, look
1: She spent it on the startup costs for her gar- uh garment line.
0: Like you should have known better than to try and do business with fucking this creepy Dan Scott version. She probably like, should like, have tried to get day.
1: money from Lucas.
0: Right. Like a million different ways. Like Or just like I don't know, like just save up other money. Like work and then save up money. Like there's a million different ways she could have gone about it. But she truly seems to have sought out Dan because she wanted a lot of money to do the startup. Because it wasn't, like, a small thing. She's talking about, like, all the stuff that goes into making the stuff. She could have started small, just, like, a couple little things, and then sold those. It seems like she tried to, like, basically become Versace overnight, is the way she describes it. And so (laughs) he's just, like... Uh well you owe me this money and you have until tomorrow night at midnight um or you know you're gonna get fucked basically is how I'm saying it <laughs> like it's awful and so she's just like all right she just seems like really super threatened by it and then like when he gets back into the car Julian's there again and this is like more of like the Julian is also comically ridiculous because Julian just like <laughs> want me to rough her up yeah. And I'm like really like he already just threatened her physically like want just me to then. put the screws to her like what, like who it's it's are such, you and I'm, to me I'm like. This is my my notes are all over just like the, the red flags here like again,
1: again like the, Julie, the actual Julian character has like basically a savior complex like he loves like saving people. It's this is the exact opposite of Julian.
0: I seriously like if a therapist told their client to sketch out something and this is what they came out with she'd be like, you're troubled, we need to sit down and talk. Like, you picture, like, it's like when they have a little kid, like, like, write down what your, draw a picture of your family's home, and then, like, they come back with, like, a demon hanging out over top, and it's, like, suddenly, like, you know, boom. Like, it, it flashes over the screen that, like, whatever the fuck the name of that movie was. Like... What's the name of that movie? Shit! Oh, what uh, movie are
1: you talking about?
0: Not *Infidelis* or something like that. Like,
1: *Infidelis*? Shit,
0: what the fuck is that name of that shitty, sinister or like that? Like
1: I, I guess.
0: Whatever the fucking dumb like. Uh. Oh god, you're so it angry. Me, it makes me so mad. But you're like, like you're it, so angry
1: at this movie that we're not even really talking about.
0: No, but it's like. it's the equivalent of, like, all those, like, little kids in horror movies when they're, like, they're, like, tell me what's wrong and they're, like, there's a demon in the house and they're, like, what do you mean there's a demon in the house and it, like... The, the, the kid, like, draws a picture, and it's, like, boom, and then they show, like, there's a demon in the house, <laughs> and it's, like, well, if you had listened to him in the first place, but this is exactly what the thing is, like, if we had listened to Chad Michael Murray in the first place, we'd know that, like, he's a monster, <laughs> but in this version, we're just, like, reading his, like, play, which- it I mean, Chad Michael Murray doesn't want you to trust John from violence. Cincinnati,
1: it's just that true.
0: Yeah, it's just- ugh off in Cincinnati but so he just is sort of like look let me just keep like throwing up the idea of like physical violence on women throughout the episode like I don't know that you needed that you could have lifted all the women violence out of this and it would have been no different especially since this is the season I don't know if it's happening yet this is the season
1: where Brooke gets attacked in her store like that happens this season
0: yeah like truly like attacked like someone like comes in with like a weapon or something
1: yeah, like, like, yeah, someone comes and breaks the door and, like, beats the shit out of her.
0: Oh my god. Yeah! Oh, that's awful. No, I had no idea that even happened on the show. So, yeah, I, that seems to me like a, he should have been at least a little more sensitive to the idea that, like, obviously this could be upsetting for some people. And I don't need- like, okay. First of all, the movie I was thinking of was Insidious, so that's exactly what I was thinking of Up on the screen. And that's exactly what I think happens in this. Um, but so he's, he's writing in all these random, like, moments of, like, female violence, which is not necessary. Um, and then we get Haley and Lafferty talking more about how everybody misses Karen. Um, and- And
1: and in this version of the show, Haley does not know Karen at all, even though she was basically, like, Karen's daughter, pretty much.
0: And it's, like, it's one of these things where it just becomes, like, it- It's so important to the episode that I keep thinking, oh, is Karen gonna show up? But then you never know what happens to her, and the fact that she's not in the ground is insane to me because they talk about her like she is a corpse, like it's weird. And so they they're like, but you're you're you know you're on your own now, and like he's like, yeah, and he just sort of says to her like, oh, but you're a nice lady, and I think one of these days I want to step out with you. And of course, like I feel like it was another one of those things where like. Upon, like, the modicum of of research that Chad McElmurray did upon writing this, he found, like, the word, the phrase, step out, from the 1940s, and he was, like, (laughs) gotta, like, highlight, underline, star this one, this is the important phrase, because the way Lafferty says it, it, like, clumps out of his mouth like a fucking anvil, and he's just, like... (laughs) You want to step out with me one day? And she's like, "Oh, well, stop <laughs> talking about it. And just she, like, has an me. orgasm, apparently. It's so weird. Like, it's such a creepy scene in general. And they're just sort of, like, basically already making out. And
1: Meanwhile, Skills is just playing piano.
0: Yeah, okay, this is another thing. Like,
1: again... Again, the, the club is closed. The I mean, club is closed. It's empty. He's just not going home.
0: Skills is just sitting there playing them a personal date soundtrack. It's such a creepy... Like again, like no one's commenting on the fact, like I'm, like poor skills in this in this world, like that's a, such a tough life. And then he's just like in the background doing nothing the whole time. Like it's, it's so fucked. Like I, it makes me so mad that they just like, <sighs> were they tipping him for that? Like I would hope. I mean, I know he's just maybe doing it to have fun. Maybe like he's just like fucking skills. around the piano, Jeez. but like. I don't know. I, I what's fun about sitting there while two people like basically like get me googly eyes at each other
1: We we know from like this earlier episode Nathan's apartment is like above the club but Skills like his home is not at the club he has to like walk home
0: Well of course like as I was taking notes on this I'm like in my mind I'm like trying to come up with an excuse so I'm like well maybe Skills can only play jazz music during the day so this is like his only time to like get in touch with his like or emotional side and play like classical for an hour Was but Lucas like, sorting the money cuz maybe he was just waiting to get paid that all makes sense, but they do not establish any of this. And that's what a good written episode would have done. It's just, it's just basically like, all right, give me 10 more minutes. I just want to, I want to try out this new, like flourish, like little things like that would help. First of all, make skills a much more interesting character. Cause he's like a complicated person who has like a love for classical music that he can't play throughout the day. Because he's basically just forced to play what the, what brings the kids in, which is all just like jazzy, like that that kind of stuff. And then, and <laughs> this... That, that
1: piano sound, you
0: know. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I understand what he's doing here is basically just trying to be like super casual on a Friday night after the you know the club's closed, but realistically. <clears throat> He'd be smoking a cigarette outside or leaving. Like it does not seem like something he'd be keep. Oh, let me keep playing the piano. Like it's a little at weird. These two to white on people. Yeah, it's just it just seems like he's there for their pleasure. It's just a little creepy, and not fair to him. And so uh, Chabukamari interrupts them, which is like, dude, like, way to fucking like, uh, again, it's more like Chabukamari. I'm more important than other men in this room, so I'm gonna interrupt you mid may, almost make-out session because he goes in for a kiss. General Murray basically comes over and just says like, "Hey, here's this like damning envelope that tells you you're gonna be drafted into war. <laughs> Maybe you should like pump the brakes. Like, couldn't he have waited until Which, let, like okay? That so night he, gives em-
1: he gives him he gives an envelope saying it's wartime, basically. But like, then where was Nathan going before? Because he was like leaving. He was leaving the job. He was moving away.
0: Ah, <sighs> I thought. Well, it's unclear. It's unclear. He knows that he's leaving.
1: I know at this point in the series, I'm, like, checking just to make sure what was happening around this time. Like, uh, Nathan was currently in the process of thinking if he's going to leave to go play pro ball. But that's not in this dream at all.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know what they were trying for there, to be totally honest. I think that they... Because when I introduced him earlier in the beginning, he is, like, saying, like, are you going to rent my apartment out again? I think he's- he Have knows you found my replacement? I think he knows he's going to war, but I don't think he knows when. He just knows it's, so, it's something soon that might happen. And for, other thing I have a comment on, the letter that he gets, it says, like, military mail or some bullshit, which is terribly <laughs> done prop. Looked war mail. Nothing, get your war mail. Nothing like what you would get in the 1940s. Like that was like basically like a bill from like uh, Independence Blue Cross. Like it did not look like something you're gonna get in the 1940s. It would have been like handwritten probably, and it would maybe typewriter maybe, and it would have been a lot more like like a regular letter you get from like a greeting card. It's not gonna look like a bill. I think they even had, like, a plastic window on it. That's how pathetic (laughs) it was. Like, they were making plastic windows. Good God. Like, at least just get the ones without the windows. Just get the regular (laughs) envelopes. Come on, man. But so, um, so they... They get this envelope that tells him that he's getting get drafted up again, which is, like, the old- I mean, of all the buzzkills, that's got to be up there, right? Like, it's truly, like, a way to ruin the night, dude. Like, you could have definitely waited until the end of the night. Also, the mail didn't just come. It's, like, three it's in the like, morning. Oh my god, I didn't even think of that. You're totally right. Like, what- Unless they- what, Could they have, like, sent somebody overnight in it? But he didn't, like, go get the door- oh, Everything <laughs> about the fucking socks- so that means, what a piece of shit that character is, he sat on that letter all day long, had that whole conversation about, like, whether he's gonna re-rent the apartment, and then gives it to him right he's, as he's about to kiss this pretty girl he's had a crush on?
1: Okay, and we understand, this is a dream, <sighs> but, like, this is a TV dream with, like, internal logic. It's not like Buffy's yeah. Restless, where it's, like, like an actual dream. You have to dream. figure out
0: what's going on. This has this a, a narrative. A... Shitty character. You're just you're you're finding out what a piece of shit that character is on the inside as <laughs> well as the out. But uh so he's just like. Okay, yeah, everything well. the things
1: that prove that uh that Lucas is awful, the way he characterizes Julian in his dream and the male.
0: And also like time makes no sense, because then Peyton shows up out of nowhere. Well yeah, I guess she snuck mermaid, out
1: after she got dropped off.
0: And then drove back here with a car we never see before until now. And, and of course cr- she
1: decides to break. Oh, which, which, we'll get we'll, to that. We'll no, get to that. Literally, even before um, she like we see what actually happens, I wrote in my notes that Peyton uh, shows up, and so she just drove all the way over there just to break her car. Oh,
0: my God. Oh, my God. I mean, so, everything about that whole scene- fucking, it was terrible. It was so poorly written. So he, she drives all the way over there this this car, which is not common back then, so it was probably an expensive thing to do. Yeah, because we know she
1: was not in the neighborhood, because she was already dropping the home.
0: Yeah, and got the slap on the ass. So, she drives all the way back, and then, like, he, he, she says, like, can I get a ride? And he says, he fucking says to her, well, I'm not really driving, she says, what do you drive? And he's like, well, I'm not willing to give up good old-fashioned walking just yet. I'm like,
1: because again, there's only what one are you street talking in town. But yes, here, here's the joke. So he says, "I'm not really the mechanic type." Basically, uh, Peyton and Lucas's original meet cute in the pilot is when he comes to come tow her car and try to fix it because her car actually did break down. In Fucking that
0: stupid. So Fucking he is ex
1: mechanic because he learned from his uncle Keith. I guess here, Uncle Keith didn't help him out at all.
0: But like, what's confusing here is like the what do you drive? Not willing to go up and go up in fashion walking yet. First of all, one who the fuck says that? No one says that. Stop. <laughs> And second of all, though, <laughs> like, when he says his uncle was a mechanic, then why wouldn't you know how to drive? Or what, like, you should at least know how to uh, a basic car works. This work. Uncle Keith was not as great as he apparently seemed Keith. Yeah, were you not as close, I guess, in this version? I don't know. But so, regardless of that, and also, like, it would certainly incentivize you to try and drive a car. I mean, if your uncle's a mechanic, you could probably get parts on the cheap. Like, there's a lot of things at play here that don't make sense, and it's just no excuses given for any of it. And so he um, he he still agrees to look under her hood and then tries to figure out what's going on.
1: And the car costs um, hundreds of dollars. Yeah, so. and he's just
0: like, I don't, and Basically, he looks at it, he's like, ah, shrugs, like, I don't know, I'm not really a mechanic. He kind of just says it's not gonna work, sorry. And she's like, that's okay, do you mind giving me a walk home otherwise? And I'm like, oh, jeez. Like, <laughs> oh, fine. I need to point
1: out the fact that she, uh, they're, they're talking about Dan, too, and she says- I think the confrontation made him respect you. And I'm like, wow, she really misread the situation. Yeah,
0: because also he follows that up with, this is straight up. I feel like this is the line that, like, if this isn't tattooed across, like, the back of Chad Michael Murray's, like, body, I'd be shocked. He literally says, "I'm, I'm a kind man unless you give me reason to be otherwise. I was just like... Oh my god. He, like, says that to himself as he pumps iron every morning. Like, that's for sure. Like, that is is a mantra. I'm telling you. I'm a kind man unless you give me reason to be... Of course he says it in the shitty 1940s voice. He's like, I'm a kind man unless you give me reason to be otherwise. And it's just, ew. I'm like, ew. And he just is, like, such a... Well, no, it's like it's
1: like it's basically his version of if you can't handle me my worst, then you sure don't deserve me. Yes, at my best. it
0: is. <laughs> it really is. And the thing is, it's such a creepy line. Like the line itself does not distinguish the fact. Like that's a shitty person. So you're saying you're a shitty person because I'm a kind man unless you give me reason to be otherwise. So, so you can be a, like a not kind man, is what you're saying, right? And what, like, is, what do you
1: consider a reason to not be kind? Like, what's yeah, basically the anything
0: for him, probably just like being rude to me. I'm not gonna be kind to you. Like, it's I'll just cut you. A- I'll slit <laughs> your throat. It's such double talk. I just find it so, like, oh, of course he'd say that. And he probably, again, that's another one he wrote, and he was like, ah, <laughs> like, yeah, nailed it. Like, calls his agent, like, I'm gonna fucking get, like, movie offers after this episode. Nothing. And so, Peyton, um, as they start walking away, she fucking, dro- oh, oh, this made me so mad. She fucking drops, I think it's a spark plug, just into the street randomly and so, basically, you figure out like, oh, she broke the car to like get him, to which talk you should have figured out as
1: soon as she showed up there. Because logically, right. she had I to mean, have f- fake breaking her car. Why would she drive over there in the first place? It was very clear that
0: was the, that was the case. That's like, the
1: problem of making it let's take place in the span of the same night, right? They could have just like done it like she was driving later at another time, and then but, like her car actually but, did break down.
0: But that's just where my no- I am just like why would you not keep that on you for an easy fix the next day? Like, here's this spark plug I pulled out, I'll just stick it back in, have a working car the next morning. Like, you know, you're gonna go have to pay all this money for a new spark plug when you just, you broke it yourself. And you can't even get a deal
1: with Uncle Keith because he's
0: dead. He's dead. He's fucking in the ground. And so, like, instead of this, though, she just is like, oh, I'm just gonna toss this fucking spark plug. It's 1940s, lady! They don't grow on trees! I'm like, you must... uh, I, no, no one is making sense at all. Like, Brooke is giving quarters to people. She's throwing spark plugs out. Like, everything about this is so reckless. I'm like, again, it's, I think it's such a, like, written by Chad Michael Murray, because all of the victims here have, like, reasons to be blamed for some of their wrongdoing. Is that they have a part, she's bad at managing her money. She is basically, like, tricking another man in, into getting... Uh, other guy and like, even minkus who i out, i'm
1: guy. sorry mouth who i hate he's like a drunkard so that's his problem
0: yeah like i think that like a lot of this is just sort of like everybody gets theirs in some way uh, officer
1: other. joe manganello he had the audacity to stand up to dan
0: jeez and so oh yeah uh, oh that's how he's beating up later yeah oh i knew i reckon oh my god that's joe oh my god but I knew I recognized him and I'm like, who is this person? I'm like, I guess I'm supposed to know who this is. <laughs> we'll get
1: There you that. go, boy. I was oh wondering if you'd watch the episode.
0: Oh man. So so he says also oh my god, this is this whole scene Oh my god, I forgot it's this scene now. So, after they start walking, it becomes like the worst scene I've ever seen. Like, this is probably one of the worst things we watched on oh, the show. Oh, yes, I wrote in all caps and underlined, this is awful. This is like, like, I, like. <laughs> Again, this is oh why I
1: always God. say Hilary Burton didn't learn how to act until she yeah. left this show, because this is the worst acting possible. This is that's why this I say the trash. worst scene.
0: It's not just that it's like. This truly, is where the accents come in. Yeah, it's truly one of the poorest written scenes I've ever seen. But it's also, like... You're gonna, like, make a insane. clip of this, right? Oh, I hope so. I'll, I'll, I'll at least, like, link to where I can find it, or I'll try and snap out a bit of it. But, oh my god, it's on Netflix, too, for anybody who wants to watch it. It's this... But so she's... She is walking... Oh my god, this is so crazy. She's walking into... Out of nowhere, just turns to him and says, Do you think I'm pretty? And I'm saying it with the accent, because she suddenly has an accent. And they both suddenly have accents. And it, it becomes one of those things where I'm like... Also, the music
1: is louder than the dialogue. Yeah, and
0: the, <laughs> everything about it is. the thing is, I bet you they wanted so badly to edit this out, but they couldn't because it took up too much time and they'd be short otherwise, so they were stuck with it. And so they was like, alright, let's just turn the music all the way up so no one's listening. Because maybe they won't pay attention to how awful it is. Because, like... They have some- Like, awful is the uh, only word I can use to describe this scene. It really is. Like, it is something- It's like, you know, everyone talks about that scene in the room where they come in, they're like, oh, t- <laughs> like, it's my favorite- You're my favorite customer. Like, that's the- The scene. This is the same thing. Like, it's such a bad scene. Like, everything about it sucks. From professional actors who have done this for years at this point. Yeah! And it's like, look, I understand. Like, I don't like Michael Murray. I don't- Love Hillary Burton in this, um, but they both done other things where they've done successful. And acting they both
1: done th- other things better in this very show. Yeah, in this very right episode. They've
0: done better <laughs> but this scene is like, it's like. <laughs> It's like he told two like children, like we're gonna recreate. I want love and she starts twirling. Oh my god! Oh my god! We have to wait till we. She starts twirling. I had to bring it up. Oh my god! That was the most insane thing I've ever seen. So then they start walking, and she says, "Do you think I'm pretty?" And he just is like, "And doesn't apparently doesn't answer. Don't know." Cuts away. He answers later, but it just cuts away to like later in the walk. It doesn't even. Again, I think that there was a whole other scene they actually managed to cut, because I think they showed, like, their entire walk home. Oh, also,
1: Peyton was talking about the war, and how do you think she could be a good nurse, and then she asked, do you think I'm pretty?
0: Oh my god. Do you have any
1: nurse qualifications,
0: (laughs) Peyton? no. Uh, Also, side note, they're walking down the bridge in the middle of the night, like, Vampire Diary style, and there's also a pedestrian walkway right to the right and left of where they're walking. They definitely choose to walk in the middle of the street, because they have no semblance of interest in anyone else's problems but their own. So, they're just, like, walking in the middle of the, like, street like in the middle of the lane, basically like asking to get run over by a car, and their accents are coming and going at a moment's notice. They're like both southern and old timey because like when I say like it's like hey Missy how you doing? It's like for Hillary. It's like for
1: Hillary from trying to do old timey. It just brought out her southern accent again. I have no idea what Chad's doing, but
0: he's he's mirroring. Is I don't know Chicago. Like what is he doing? <gasps> He's not doing a southern accent. He's doing a hey ma'am. Like, it's not a southern accent. It's it's really not. It's just, it's truly, like, a mixture of a 1940s accent and just, like, it, it sounds like hillbilly speak. <laughs> it's <laughs> nonsense. And so he- and also, like, this is where my this, notes this are This scene like... has
1: everything, like, to mock about this episode. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally- re- I re- here are my notes. I'm just gonna read them word oh, for word. No. Peyton talking about, quote unquote, the war. This is awful- f- flirting chad's trying to do an accent the music is louder than dialogue this is awful and now she's twirling
0: okay so we should say the reason partly that i'm mentioning the accents so much is that they have not had accents up until this point there's not a bit of i mean nary a a trace of an accent on on him and (laughs) i think a little bit of an accent on her occasionally but nothing like pronounced so it is suddenly like boom, like whoa. What I think happened is she couldn't do the the the. This is probably the first scene they shot. Yeah, it's probably like her attempting to do a 1940s accent and failing at it because her. southern And then them realizing she shouldn't strong. be doing that. And then him realizing, oh, she sounds that southern. Well, I'm southern too. <laughs> so <laughs> we live in North Carolina, guys. It. And then they drop it, and it never comes back the rest of the episode. Like, I would have so preferred... Just give me a little thing where in the beginning of the conversation where he says, like, like she takes her shoes off because her heels are high or something. And he's like, you're going to walk home with no, with no shoes on? And she's like, oh, she's like, you don't know me. She's like, I grew up on a farm. I'm like a pig in mud when it comes to like, walking on <laughs> Like, stupid shit like that. Give me one line like that, I'll let it all go. It'll be fine. She could talk like a, a straight up, like, deliverance extra, and I'll be absolutely a-okay. But this is I so... want to go
1: full gone with the wind, honestly.
0: <laughs> it, it, it really just comes so out of nowhere that you just- you need to describe why she suddenly has <laughs> an actually like if you're talking or they're drunk or something like there are many reasons why an accent can sort of creep on you a little more I have a very accent would make sense but... If not for it being just a scene. The first time you've seen it. So, for the entire run of the show, not a little in the episode. And so he's talking about stuff, and then she starts, like, rambling. Also, I was just saying, like, this is the same location, right? And I was like, yeah, I mentioned one tree. <laughs> so, I, like, I was starting to question everything at this moment. Where I'm like, is this, like, secretly, like, antebellum? Like, I, I mean, it kind of is, because it's North Carolina, but, like... They're they're acting like they're literally, like, in somewhere in, like, Alabama. Like, it's so
1: they're, I was they're, like, in the notebook in this scene, only in the like yeah. shitty, like, shitty version of the notebook.
0: Oh, I bet you that's exactly what- it's absolutely the notebook. They were trying for- I bet this is around the same time as the notebook, too, so they were really trying for that, like, look, it's the 1940s. They should have just done a ripoff of the notebook. <laughs> that would have been way better than this. And again,
1: that would- like we said, Julian should have been the James Marsden in this situation and not this lackey. They should have focused he, entirely- He plays the fuck out of the lackey, but still-
0: yeah. They should have focused entirely on well, maybe both of them, but like it definitely the Lafferty um, Haley plot because like the war, everyone getting drafted to the war would have been way better. Like that, not that he was drafted. It's not a draft draft. It's it's a draft <laughs> of the I think of the people who already like signed up. But, yeah, like, you could totally see like an actual conflict coming from that. Again, we went. I mentioned Vampire Diaries. That's a similar thing. Like it, it would affect anybody living in the 1940s. Like go for that. That's way easy conflict. Way well, yeah, and Instead,
1: Boom. you know, we just have Peyton joking about the war.
0: It's so weird. Yeah, all Nathan like and Haley are, like, like
1: in the shit, basically.
0: Like, why wouldn't these people all be going to war? They're all children. They're all the right age. Like, it's so weird. It's such a bizarre choice in general. Ugh. So anyway, he's just, like, he's just talking to her, like, blah, 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 and, and she says to him, I mean, I'm paraphrasing here and there, but this is basically what she says, I need to get out. I've been locked up my entire life. I need freedom. I need love. And then she proceeds to just start spinning around like a top in the fucking Inception movie. And they zoom out so you can all really see her twirl. And it is. And, like, honestly, like, when she's spinning, like, she kind of, like, missteps a little bit. Like, it's too much for her, and it's, like, And also, it's, like, wet on the- When they,
1: like, zoom out, you can see it's wet on the bridge, too.
0: It's dangerous. everything about it is dangerous. Everything about it is such like first take nonsense. I just truly feel like this is a miserable scene of television, and I think that they really should have taken it out. <laughs> like, there's no other way to do. Like, this needed editing. It needed a reshoot. It's just I feel sad. Like, yeah,
1: this was definitely the first scene. This this scene and uh, the one where it's like raining. I feel like probably the the, the bitches scene. to like film like fucking Hillary Burton was shivering. She's supposed to be sorry. Spoilers, I guess. She's supposed <laughs> to be dead. She was definitely shivering during that that <laughs> I final scene. That.
0: I want to go back and watch that. It's hilarious. But no, it's, yeah. Please, I'm gonna link. I will link the, the timestamp on Netflix that is to see this, and then I will try and cut it out if it's if it's not too big. It's a pretty long scene. It's like a good like we we cut it down because it's so insane, and we paraphrased it. But it's like a three minute. You long really scene. need to see the scene to believe it. It's so- if only just the last that, that I need to get out. I, I've i been locked up my entire life. I need freedom. I need love. Like, she says it like that. It's so- oh, she twirls. Yeah. Twirl with me, Lucas. Twirl. Like, that makes no sense. Like, that sentence I need to get out. I've been locked up my entire life- I need freedom, I need love. Like what are you talking about? Like and then it's not even over yet. We get to go back to it in a second. She just starts spinning around on an empty road. And he's just like smiling like I'm falling in love with this woman. <laughs>
1: like, so yeah, okay. we go to Nathan and Haley next, but I, I do still say in uh, my next note after the Nathan Haley was like back to these two dummies for Lucas yeah. and
0: Peyton because like They were just slow dancing, skills is still there playing music. <laughs> As Haley's music
1: plays like, on the speakers. being
0: held hostage and so they're <laughs> slow dancing, and he tells her that his unit's been called up for duty. He's going to and the war. There's ro- see, there's a uh, understandable amount of romance to that, but of course, instead of showing more of it, they cut back to the non. <laughs> back to these two dummies, and and Chad Murray. They arrive back in her like neighborhood. I yeah. guess you'd call it. And her he finally
1: house. admits she's pretty. And then, well, she this says, is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. But, I, but goes, wait, <sighs> it's not. But it's her heart that makes her beautiful, dude. You just met her.
0: <laughs> it's also like he says. Oh my god! So, um, so basically, she says, I, "She says I need something different, and you're the first thing I've seen that is." Oh, and he, she's like, "Ooh!" And so, he also, says, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Just make, these scenes, uh, <laughs> they uh,
1: bring up the fact that Peyton is not Dan's girl. Dan was in love with her father, and it's it's a secret for some reason. I don't know what why it's not a secret. secret.
0: Dan's like molesting every woman on this show. It's not a secret. Like you could just, ugh, he's trash. But and no, so, like, the,
1: the secret is basically that she's the one girl that he's not going to try to fuck. And I don't know why that's a secret.
2: <laughs> the reason the one woman he reason. actually
1: that's terrible as he is cares about in his like draconian heart, pretty much.
0: Yeah, and so in this in this scene too, she says to him that that I need something different. You're the first thing I've seen, and then he says back to her, "You are pretty." So she says, "You are pretty." Earlier, you know, you asked, and then she says like, "Oh yeah." And then he, he describes to her the shittiest nonsense. This is this is more of, like, this, like, Chad Michael Murray, like, probably with a- no, it's escalated in my mind, where it's escalated to, like, a mirror on him as he's writing this and jerking off. So he literally <laughs> says this Jesus. sentence, there's a sign above the door of my bar when people leave that I say, Pe- people al- stay a uh, yeah, while.
1: Just, people always leave because that's, uh, that's also a Peyton thing. Call back to season one. But now he's improved upon her people-always-leave theory.
0: And then he says, people leave, uh, and I say, stay a while. Have a nightcap. Maybe you and I can do that sometime. (laughs) And then she says, leave or have a nightcap." And he's like... (laughs) The accent. Whatever you'd like. And it's, like, such shitty, like... Come on, just make a good answer to it, at least. Like, all this build-up and the answer is, like, whatever you'd like. Like, it's not even a good, like... I'd like a night. Like you have to be firm in these. It's just all this like lead up to this ro- heavy romance, and they're not following through on any. Because it just shows to you, Murray has no concept of romance, <laughs> and so he's just like, okay. Uh, he says, basically, it's like, oh, and she just says, shut up and kiss me, and so he kisses her basically. And then at the end, he says, good night, Peyton, and then takes his jacket. Off of her, in the most unromantic thing, like she, she, apparently I guess as they've been walking, she got cold after
1: she twirled and probably fell into some water.
0: Uh, it's 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 North Carolina at night, so it must be cold. Question mark, and so he just says like um, uh, good night, Peyton, after kissing her, and then like like a picture, like I want you to, I right, hopefully you'll go back and watch this episode, <laughs> but if you don't, I'm gonna try and give my best description because it's, it's so distinct. It's amazing. He's, he's wearing this, he has this shitty, like, you know, 1940s white jacket, um, so she, he gives it to her, so she has it wrapped around her with a little corsage, and so he kisses her all, like, like, fiercely or whatever, and then he says, good night Peyton, and then, like, as he's pulling away from the kiss, he grabs the corners of the jacket and pulls it off of her, and it's, like, such a weird, like- it, I, I describe it like, I'm trying to, it's like almost like a Jeff oh, so Weir that, thing. That's not the amazing
1: thing that I thought uh, you were going to mention. The amazing thing that oh, the, no, the next I, thing that happens.
0: Like, well, we'll get to that in a second, but it's also, like, to me, that's such like, it reminds you of that scene in, in Community where where Jeff, like, lets Annie wear the coat in one of the flashback moments from, I think it was like the, our memory episode, but, like, he, he gives her the coat to be, like, the romantic hero, and then at the end of the night, he's like, alright, well, are you done with it yet? Like, <laughs> I need it back right now. Like, he doesn't, like, he wouldn't let her keep it. Like, that's the romantic thing, is to just say goodbye but, I mean, and let her give it That'd be back evidence. To what if Dan
1: sees the jacket? That's evidence. Right!
0: No, look, I completely understand taking it back. But, but that's like, not the
1: logic l- that they use.
0: But, like, and it's also like the creepiness of, like, as he's done kissing her, he, he like, peels it off of her as he's pulling back. Like, it's such a weird... Like, let her give it to you. like, Or even just say, like, can I have a coat back? Like, like don't just, like, take it off of her body like that. It's such a creepy... Like, it's just... It's like someone, it's like if someone, like, all right, it's like if oh, earlier in the episode there'd be like a romantic scene where like he puts her hair up with a bow. It's like kissing her and then taking the ribbon <laughs> out and pulling it away and walking away with the ribbon. Like it's weird. It's a weird thing for him to just steal the jacket right off of her again and then walk away. Again, it is does. 4 a.m. Of course. And so there's. Again, well, the next part is especially amazing it's like 4
1: a.m.
0: Oh my god. And so. Oh, so, so, apparently, I guess this I've so many questions about this, Brooke was just lurking around, I, did she follow them? Or did she live in the same like, neighborhood? Which, honestly, that would make it easier for Dan to harass her if she did. And also, it makes no sense, like, you would imagine, it seems to me that Hillary's living in, like, the life of luxury, because she's, like, a kept woman by Dan, it seems like. Yeah. But maybe she's not. Maybe they're all living in, like, row homes, like, where he can check on all of them every day. That's even <laughs> shittier, but, like. I could see it happening, maybe. But, like, it's such a- you never really find out. She's just lurking. And then, like, I and was- In a, in a red a dress, and that's where, like, the
1: devil in a red dress, of course.
0: Yeah. And on a better show, I wish you could, like, go back and be, like, flashback to them, like, walking on the bridge, and, like, she's, like, in the background, like, <laughs> lurking <laughs> behind, like, a, a, a part of the bridge, and then, like, they turn a corner, and she's, like, behind the corner, just staring. <laughs> like, just, like, creepy. Because it, it is, truly, like, she goes to the door, walks in the door, and then, like, Brooke Emerges from the shadows, it's so it's good. Like, <gasps> I heard something, and it's a very like dun dun dun. But I'm like, but my my my, my notes are just like dun 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 question mark. I'm like, does that even a problem? Because they both hate Dan. Like, what's the problem here? But I guess we're supposed to understand that, like, maybe Brooke's gonna use that she, against she, her. I hate Dan,
1: but, but she also wants Lucas. She's very desperate. But it's,
0: I mean, it's such a vague want though, because they're not together in this, and there's not been some like ongoing romance this season. So it doesn't really like compute. Like you have to put a lot of logic leaps together. Like she obviously was interested in him, but they were exes, and it doesn't seem like she's like super, super upset about the fact that he's with Peyton. But you know, uh, suddenly she and th- is. In this version, so I'm she wrong, is. I guess. And so he's he's I guess gonna probably suffer the um the consequences of her witnessing. But also like who lurks around an apartment complex? in the forties at four AM. Don't Davis. Buy it for a second. Like what was she doing? Like chain smoking, trying to think of things. Like you should be trying to earn some fucking money. Like what is she doing? Like huh, everything about it sucks. Why wouldn't you get a good night's sleep after being threatened and almost losing your entire we're just getting killed and you not trying to get a good night's sleep before starting your next day out and trying to get that money? Like <laughs> I don't understand, but so either way, she's just there in the shadow <clears throat> the for no explanation.
1: Like, but seriously, but like, why couldn't it just be Julian?
0: Yeah, and later on, Lafferty and Haley spend more time together. This is, I guess, supposed to. be uh, the next Yeah, morning.
1: we're finally in the day, and they're uh, eating Cracker Jack uh, because the first gift that Nathan ever gave Haley was like a, a bracelet from a Cracker Jack box.
0: That's stupid. Um, so <laughs> moving on. Sorry, like it's just it's dumb.
1: That's dumb. That's dumb. (laughs) I hate it. I mean, it's cute in what it actually happens in the first season. Not so much here when it's just like, boom, boom, boom. What do people remember about their relationship? Let's do this right now. Boom.
0: And also they love each other, even though they just met last night. And he, and like suddenly, like, it's so nuts. He just, he blurts out, basically, I love you. And instead of reacting, well, she does say like, what? And instead of reacting the way you really should, like you're a lunatic, we just I'm getting met out of here. <laughs> we met like literally like four hours ago, and instead of that, she's just like, um, well, you're not gonna die, you're gonna come home to me, and like is into it. So I guess she loves him <laughs> back, like, question mark. So. Like-
1: <laughs> and he's like, well, oh, he's said, gonna boom, die. boom, 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 like, we're, hey, we're you're not it, hey, guys.
0: Not- like, it's so sudden, like, the whiplash is so intense with their relationship because it's like. Everything about it is just so fast. We're going like, through seasons of plot, you guys. A Get on board. And and so the next scene, like a fucking cartoon, like as if the other scene, the other scene's really bad. I should say that much. This scene is pretty almost almost as bad. It's pretty. What pretty, is this pretty, warehouse? Pretty it's not its club. It's a warehouse with a bunch of empty, like again, like cartoon boxes where it's like all like those like. You know, it's like they were going to reveal at the
1: end that Dan was secretly a tune.
0: So it is exactly the Oh my god, it really is. And but instead of like it's just so weird. Like everything about it's such a weird decision. So he he's sitting there in front of all these random like crates and it's just a little table and a chair set up and he's eating a full like oh, I have so many Dude, He's eating so many seat. carbs is
1: what he's eating. He's
0: There's eating so much bread. Full, he's eating a full like Italian dinner, but it's like I mean, based off of Haley and and Lafferty, it was, like, it looked like it was, like, 10 a.m., 9 a.m. or something. Like, the way they're out having Cracker Jacks in the morning. I guess we can maybe Maybe put it, mid midday? Still too early to be eating that much starch. Like, like it's way too early. But he's, like, going to town on a full, like, spaghetti meatballs meal. And there's- He has, like, a a piece of French bread. bread. He like tears into the Frenchman. It has like a wine carafe and a uh, wine glass. It's like a whole meal. Like it's so. And it's like a candle lit or something. Like it's crazy. They just like it is.
1: Just waiting for Dan to like type. fall asleep while he was chasing them, pretty
0: much. I think this is what happened. I think again, among other failings of the of the um production staff this week. No offense to them. Someone said we're gonna need him to look like a mob boss, and someone said, "What does that mean? I don't know. Have a like a like a you know Sopranos Italian that thing." And they're like. Alright. So I went out and literally got an Italian meal, an Italian, like, candle-looking thing, and an Italian... Paul Johansson is
1: not doing an accent at any point in this, like, episode. It is So, like, he was not making the decision to do, like, an Italian accent, and yet this happens.
0: Like, there's no situation. Like, even in, like, The Godfather, I don't think they're sitting in, like, warehouses eating spaghetti dinners. Ex- like, explain that to me. Like, where did the spaghetti dinner come from? Is it a freshly cooked spaghetti dinner? Because <laughs> that means that someone in the 1940s drove it from a home to this warehouse for him to eat fresh. Meanwhile, like. It like-, wasn't like you, you couldn't really get takeout in the 1940s, could you? I mean, like, you could get something from, like, a bodega, I guess, but not, like. Like a full like served meal with like a wine. It, it was so strange. And Kim Marino and was... actually just had like a in the last
1: season of Agent Carter kind of had a similar scene because he also was playing a mob boss. But like it was in a restaurant. There were people around. It made sense. It was yeah, an Italian put restaurant. Put it in a it restaurant. It restaurant. In a that makes total with sense. A little
0: table. I bet you there was two drafts of this and they just combined both drafts <laughs> and this is this is the version that was half in a restaurant, half in a, an abandoned like warehouse. But so he's eating this, like, crazy big meal and just, like, going to fucking town on it. Like, again, like a cartoon character. Because he's able, as he's sitting there. it's like, again, I I say it's midday, too, because there's, like, light shining on his face. He's doing this in public, so everything about it is strange. And so Brooke somehow is able to just, like, waltz in. I guess everyone knows where his warehouse is.
1: It's probably down by the docks.
0: Everything about it is just nonsense. And so she walks in just, like... Again, very cartoonish, like, like Toontown situation, where she's like, Jessica Rabbit, and she's just like, hey, what's up? And I think sir, at this I've point gotta... she's
1: wearing, like, a hideous dress. The red dress was yeah, great. And... Whatever she's wearing here is not.
0: Yeah, and then Julian, like, saddles up there and just says, hey, sweetheart, like, literally flicks a switchblade, which is just like, okay. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> what's happening here? Like, this again, it's like, someone was like, I, it, it, it's... It's as if this is the moment when the crazy pills kicked in. Like, it, it's, like, the, it's, it's this it's the episode, it's it's the episode of Buffy where it's a musical, and this is the part where things get out of hand and she can't control the dancing anymore. Like, this is the episode, this is the part of the episode where things have fully gone out of control. I feel like Austin now, Nichols with like,
1: this episode was, like, trying to ensure he got, like, cast, like, picked up as a regular next season, because he's only, like, recurring here, even though he's in most of the episodes, so he's like, I'm gonna earn my keep. They're gonna, like, need me on this show. And that's
0: what he did this is just nuts. I mean, it really truly feels like, like, this is, up until this point, they've been, like, themselves in the 1940s, but here's where they, like, all start, like, to turn, and they all become, like, truly villains in some way or another, and it's just bizarre. Like, even Brooke, like, when she walks up, she's suddenly, like, a different person. Like, the one we saw before was, like, obviously had her own, like, you know, she had her own agenda, but she was not, like, truly, like, you know... A femme fatale is
1: what's is happening here.
0: This is what she is in this scene. And she, like, is truly, like, I saw them kiss. Consider my debt paid in full. And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? And he's like, I saw Peyton kissing Lucas. Like, blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't believe her at first, but then he, he throws out the line about the, the mother. Because it's supposed blah, to be a blah,
1: secret blah, like, for some reason. So I don't understand why.
0: I mean, and also, like, I didn't see her hear all of the conversation. Well, no, as we believe, ble- as we kiss. know,
1: she just followed them on the bridge, too. oh <sighs> <sighs> Wait, when did they talk about? The mother? They did talk about the mother of the bridge, but like uh, uh, Peyton said that it was specifically a secret once they got to her place, so she didn't okay. have to follow so them maybe... on the bridge. But I like to believe uh, she did.
0: I, I want to believe, yeah, because she seems to know the whole deal. Like she has everything. She also ready
1: she's, to well, she, started, she was like, and then Peyton was twirling. <laughs> <laughs> she's
0: so fucking dumb. And so he finally believes. I guess he's just like, oh my god, how could she know? How could she? Know I don't I was know why that's some a other secret. Woman? <laughs> Like, he, honest to God, I could say, like, you no know, Dan, you're in love with Lucas' mother, and he'd probably be like, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like, he's in love with everyone, it's just Dan being creepy like, in this episode. The theory
1: of he doesn't want people to know that Peyton's basically his daughter because then his enemies will come after her, because, like, or he, has he doesn't a really soft have enemies like, that he, like, he has, are strong enough a, to come after guy. him.
0: Is the mother dead? The She's mom is alive, dead, yes. right? Oh, she is. That's why he's taking
1: care of her. Because, again, he's not really she, her dad, he, it but it he basically is. is.
0: I think she is a weakness in that sense. So yeah, maybe he is keeping it secret in that but I mean she's a weakness in the same sense that like if you kidnap any of his quote his unquote dames. girls it's gonna be a problem. Like ugh. So anyway, so she's definitely like like you know, laying yeah, all like, cards the Yeah, no like really just working for Lupin like
1: getting on his nerves, pretty much, so... Brooke
0: is basically just like, okay, sign me up, I'm part of the team now. Like, it's really kind of weirdly villainous for her when she's really just trying to get herself out of the debt. So she says, consider my debt paid in full. He says, like, uh, one more thing. But, like, like, honestly, why'd she she's he even Lucas says that for help
1: to, to, be, like, to get her out of this, right. like, to, to
0: confront Dan? That's what she should have done. But also, like, as, this is such shit writing where he, as she's leaving... He just screams out with like a mouthful of fucking like (laughs) bread and pasta sauce, and he just screams out, "Hell hath no fury." And it's just like, oh my god. I'm like, I understand what you're going for here, but this is a failure. Like this is truly a failure. And it is. I I feel like Uh, it just makes makes me wish that Julian
1: were around more in the scene, just to be like, I don't know, just dancing or whatever, whatever villainous thing he can think to do.
0: I, I, I want to be clear just because I don't want people to keep repeating these mistakes. I don't think they have yet. But, like, if someone ever sees this and, like, I think this is a good, successful episode, it was not. <laughs> and so everything, like, Hell Hath No Fury with no context is so, like, ugh, come on. Like, it's so dumb. It's basically just, like, just bitches, like- right? It, it is. It's just like, oh, bitches. It, it's the equivalent of like what a kid in like, tw- like 12th grade would write for his like final essay for his dramatic arts class. Like it's so like, hell hath no fury. And he's like, so are square. I'm so deep. Goes, One more thing. And then Julian uh tries to bribe Skills in the next scene. Um, he tries. Is to he even like, trying get... to really bribe him? He's just like, you should come. I work mean, he for does a us. real half-assed job. He just says, "Why don't you come work for us?" <laughs> That's the equivalent of bribing him. But he says he make a lot more money. And
1: like they're offering the black better. guy more money at their club. Like good for them. Good for Skills. And
0: Skills, <laughs> and skills should probably take it, but I mean, he, he probably knows they probably it's probably just, like, like, it's probably dude,
1: like oh, on. they want him to be a thug like Julian.
0: Yeah. And so he says no and then uh, Julian proceeds to break his hand in a door when he doesn't take it. First of all, don't really buy the fact that that Julian is able to beat up Skills. <laughs> <laughs> like that makes no sense. This is Skills like a star athlete on Yeah, the sea. Is, is Julian also a star No, athlete? Julian
1: is a producer, a film producer.
0: Yeah, skills but Julian was like any kind of that hot
1: like, basically. Uh,
0: yeah, and I don't, I don't mean that in any kind of sense where it's like I, I want to watch the black guy beat him up cause But, I mean, like skills of the job more. He definitely could take a, in a fight. He would at least be able to defend. Uh, yeah,
1: himself, especially since right? Julian's not even like a competent like
0: a henchman here. He's like an idiot. He didn't pull a gun. He didn't pull a switchblade. He just grabs his hand and oh, shoves it. Into I have the to mention
1: also, the, which makes again it. makes the I, me confused about the entire Peyton. Dan relationship to the point like he he must legitimately care about her because the name of Dan's club is the Comet Club and that was a whole fucking shitty plot in season five basically that Peyton's car like her famous car for the show is it was a comet that was the car and so yeah mm. it's like basically the club was pretty much named after Peyton is what they're saying it's like
0: well I mean that's yeah nice, that's but they don't actually follow through it's on so any weird. They don't explain why it's just like little hints it, of again like, I For feel spoilers, like he has no problem, like, Michael punching Murray. the shit out of her here. Yeah, that was not Chad Megal Murray. That was probably, like, one of the, the writing assistants, like, please, can we do something that relates to the yeah, show? Yeah, like, And they're, like, shoving things- Like, in. the writer's
1: assistant is, like, the one tasked with <sighs> actually putting references of things that happened in the show like into it.
0: shoving those- shoving the necklace in the- The writer's pocket, assistant, like, like wrote, wrote the entire Nathan Haley <laughs> plot. I know. It's just, like, please. Can you imagine that poor- Let's all, like, pour, pour one out for that poor writing assistant that had to, like, clean up his mess and, like, like I had an ulcer that entire week trying to, like, find something decent to shove into this. I have to make, to make this all make sense. It's like,
1: why is Dan Payton's father? What's happening? I have to make this make sense somehow.
0: No, I think all those little touches are probably 100% somebody else was like, alright, we gotta do something to keep this up about water. It's, yeah, so it's then, just, um, for the
1: most part, a lot of actors, like, don't really keep track of what's happening in their show or actually watch it. Especially not to the point of, like, the the specific details you would need for, like, these callbacks.
0: Hell, most writers probably don't necessarily have to do that in all. Yeah, but they have, like, a
1: Bible, and I doubt that uh, Chad McQuarrie was reading the show
0: Bible. Well, who knows? Like, tell me we all want to live in a world where Chad Michael Murray spent like like lost sleep? Yeah, like at it night was doing like, like in a, in a spec script, watching? basically. Yeah, fucking right. Again, I do not think this was a spec script. I think this was one hundred percent a unproduced uh, movie. <laughs> could he wanted to make a movie out of, like, the the characters as if they
1: this were his is, own.
0: <laughs> this is my theory. This is my theory. That's all. Yeah, he wanted to produce. I said before he wanted to reboot Casablanca starring himself. <laughs> And then have the WB produce it and buy the script. And they refused. So he said, I'm going to walk. And they said, but please, you're such a huge, like, draw for One Tree Hill and our stable of hot boys, blah, blah. He says, I'll do one more season if you let me produce it as an episode. And they're like, okay, but only if you write it. You can't direct it, too. And he's like, all right, fine. (laughs) So that's exactly how it happened. (laughs) Like I truly think that's exactly. I, how mean, I, I mean, I guarantee honestly, that. If there's someone out there that knows how it happened, I, please, God, contact us. I guarantee us writing like, I the episode know. was like
1: part of his contract for him to renew for this season. But I don't know if it Absolutely. exactly went that way.
0: I mean, I want to believe. <laughs> like, because the thing is, like, what? Part of the game? <laughs> I want to believe. I mean, no, they didn't have direct than like three region?
1: episodes later, by the way. <laughs>
0: Right, because he's kept threatening the. They walk. gave him a writing credit
1: and a directing credit,
0: uh, but I think he wanted to do both for this one. They're like, "That's too much. We can't." It'll be, I mean, it'll yeah, be like, un- I th- it'll see. be unwatchable. All
1: directed. I'm trying to see which actors all directed this season. Uh, yeah, Chad directed one, Lafferty directed one, and Bethany I've directed one before. too, and Paul it Johansson. But truly- he was already like directing like around season four anyway.
0: I've said that before, that is truly the death knell of a show, is when the actors start directing. Like, it's I, like, I, I understand it's why like, they're doing it. I mean, the opposite version that of that is, like, James
1: Roday's psych, it. but, like, he was already, like, really involved in the creative Amazing. stuff early on. Yes.
0: A lot of people, I mean, but that sometimes he's also, we're, like, we're just talented in
1: that regard as well. Like, he is an actor-slash-writer director, basically.
0: I, yeah, I should be clear. I, I mean, anything after the... Th- the fourth season usually i mean up until that especially they're not someone
1: who's usually a director yeah
0: if you're directing up until the third or fourth season you've already probably had some experience if you start at the fourth season on it's like basically the the modern equivalent of jumping the shark and again there's like there are
1: obvious exceptions vampire diaries ian sommerhalder and paul wesley are both very good directors for people who like just did it in these late seasons
0: yeah and there are people that i think are just you know racking up a, a uh, what do you call it? like a portfolio?
1: Like, yeah, the credit. So like, hey, so, I've directed before. I get that, but like, like I'm like... not going to be like, oh, a James Lafferty episode of One Tree Hill, like directed. It's like probably like a <laughs> benchmark. Whereas like uh, Ian Somerhalder's directed episode from season six of Vampire Diaries is probably one of the best episodes of the series.
0: Yeah, and well, I think the trouble is partly I don't always mean. I think a lot of times it's a very successful thing to do because they actually know the show inside and out, and they're very good mm-hmm. at it and capable and it's usually because they've learned from watching a lot, but I think that, like, once that happens, it happens to coincide with the fact that they've lost control of the staff in some way, that they're now able to negotiate, like, writing and directing. Yeah, because
1: this is more like a power Yeah, and it
0: actually truly just becomes... It's almost like too many cooks in the kitchen suddenly, and it becomes too much, and it just can't compete. Like, I I think the office suffered from the same thing, not from just the people who... Although it was some people on the staff directing, it was also from... Um, outside directors coming in constantly. And it wasn't that it was a bad thing, but it was just it became too much. Like, it became like a, uh, like a, like more of a, like a, a play versus a sitcom. You know, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's more like people just playing the same characters on stage versus, like, an ongoing <laughs> show with a plot. Like, it, Anyway. But uh, so... I wish
1: we had to, <laughs> a, like, a reason to watch, like, a good episode of TV with, like, uh, one of the actors directing it because I just want to talk about the Vampire Diaries, basically. Uh, but... <laughs>
0: Well, those are good episodes of good TV shows. So I try those out. Well, used to be good TV shows. I mean, uh, again, <laughs>
1: the season six episode he directed was very, very good though, yeah. and
0: like we uh, can talk about that later. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, so so basically he just says like, so we're square, and she just says one well, more. He he wants her to do something else. Um, and were and like, what? St- uh, yeah. Then skills yeah, gets
1: skills is, attacked by Julian attacked, somehow.
0: And then in the meantime, Peyton gives the necklace, which again the dub necklace, which no so, sense. He gives this necklace to for her. Father gave her from sailing. Well, no,
1: her, okay. So here's what happened. in the beginning of the episode where we're in the real world. Right. Uh, Lucas brings up the necklace because he sees it in their in their uh, room, and he's like, and she tells a story about like her her dad uh, got it when he was on one of his jobs, and he gave mm-hmm. it to her. So, but in this fantasy world, her dad doesn't exist. Like her mom just like had immaculate conception, basically. And bore her and then they went sailing and a sailor, who obviously would be her dad in the real world, is the one who
0: gave it to her. <sighs>
1: that's so cute. I don't know why people keep losing their fathers in this episode, but that's what happens.
0: Again, i am more about Chad Montgomery's life than it is about this, probably.
1: But so It couldn't even be like my dad before he died gave it to me. Like I you couldn't even be just like I never knew my dad but he left this for me. And they can't commit to making Dan her father either, so she just has no father, and this the stranger sailor gave it to her, even mm-hmm. though we know it's supposed to be her father.
0: And it's like- It's done equals freedom! Yeah, and it's such a weird choice, because it's also like, she's literally been there, like, she's met him maybe, literally maybe, she comes back, parks there, she met him, like, through eye glancing earlier. Yeah, because so- she wasn't
1: ever really allowed to- Talk to him because otherwise he would have known that she's not Dan's like so she's lady.
0: She's met him the length it takes to walk from the from the club to her home. Could not possibly be more than an hour. And I correct? mean, <laughs> like I, I guess walk?
1: Nathan knows Haley more just because he's basically like wanted to get the courage to talk to her other times she's been working uh, there.
0: I, it's one of those like shitty like you know I've I've known someone by stalking them with my eyes. Yeah, for, like,
1: but, years, but at yeah. least. That's still more than anything Peyton I mean, and Lucas yeah. have had. She,
0: he, like, literally knew her last name, probably. <laughs> like, I don't know that you could say that, that Lucas knows her last name. But, um, uh, so they-, they... I, d- I
1: doubt Dan would b- constantly brought Peyton to the club anyway, so, like-
0: <sighs> it's so stupid. Well, really, Dan, Dan has his own club, exactly. Exactly. It's the first time she's been there. So, in this scene, he's basically acknowledging the fact that he's seen her for all of an hour beforehand, just walking her home, and she just gives him, like, this prized possession of hers- It'd be different if we thought, like, she was, like- I wouldn't say, like, suicidal or something, but, like, she, she thought she might die. That would be a little more clear. She doesn't or if seem he, to was, have, if like, he a,
1: was going to the war.
0: Yeah, like, it didn't seem to have that kind of, like, you know, moral threat to her or anything. It just seems like she's just in love with him now. And it's and now we are in love. love. And it's such, like, a weird, like, robotic, like, here's this thing I'm gonna give you. And he says, I can't accept this. And she's just like, it comforts me, Lucas. And so do you. And I'm like, what? You barely know him! But, like, also, like, you your your like, go is back to Alien Nathan. Go back the to Alien Nathan. Accent is gone, FYI, like, in the scene, like, very noticeably, like, barely there at all. Um, and then it just sort of just says, like, after knowing you for, like, two hours, she's, like, obsessed with him. And then, of course, like, bullshit like this is, this is this is the kind of callback that chad michael murray figured out on the stupid show it, <laughs> he says stay a while and it's like oh and he's just like i think i'll hold out for that nightcap and then it cuts to this stupid goddamn sign and it's so poorly made that they literally have it signed it's really awful Hyphen L i'm Scott. glad that sign
1: never existed actually like uh. in the real real world
0: of the show <laughs> Like, I want so badly to give you the toy for, like, Christmas, that sign. (laughs) I I want the goddamn country and license plates, and you're gonna give me that sign? Oh my god, it's just, it's such a shitty sign. Like, it's also, like, convoluted. Like, it says it, the way he wrote it, it's so hard to read. Like, it says, I'll read it again. It's not a sign anyone's gonna
1: want to read But it's
0: complicated. It says, it says, uh, stay a while, have a nightcap. And then it's like, uh, well, well, that. people like,
1: always leave, but don't stay leave. a while. What I
0: say it's so weird. It's such a weird sign. Like, like why would you put that above? Also, like, all the above. different sizes. This is again like I, I don't. Need, I don't mean to take the production staff to task because it's not really totally their fault. They're probably getting like four different scripts from from Maria Maria a week up until this was shot. But I think this is another situation where he described the kind of club it wanted, he wanted it to be, it's a very modern-looking club, even though it is supposed to be it's the too 1940s. too well-lit. Way too well-lit for the 1940s. It basically got, like, that, like, uh... I said before, in the last episode, we, like, one of the last episodes we watched, crazily enough, in the True Calling episode, where it has, like, a... Oh, like God, a, that club. It's, like, exactly the same kind of thing. Actually, that was better lit, to be honest, but... It has like a weird like things are low lit in like ways that you can't do without fluorescent lighting, which didn't necessarily maybe exist in in mainstream clubs in the nineteen forties in ro- somewhat rural. Compare it, North to... Carolina. Like we've <laughs> got real questions here.
1: I want but, this place to be lit like in the flashbacks in Vampire Diaries. Yes,
0: like truly well. Uh, again, I don't. We don't mean to be like like on true. <laughs> Membranary's dick or anything. But, like, I mean, the end of the affair, though. Show. Like,
1: yeah, those twenties flashback. That's a pretty perfect episode, and that's
0: just shit. Like, this is so bad. Like, that's and, the lighting we then, need here. So, what I say that about what I'm saying with the club is it? It's just this big, like Hollywood looking so club. So bright, so bright. Like the lights are like bluish, even. I think. Yeah. Like, how are they tinting lights in the 1940s? But regardless, they they have it working. But they also have this sign that's, like, a wooden handcrafted sign that he ostensibly either wrote or had commissioned to be written in, in, um... He made
1: skills do it.
0: (laughs) But either way, like, it's not... It was clearly a prop made for a bar that's, like, a home, like, a like a pub bar that they thought that's what it was going to be, and then it turned out to be, like, a nightclub, like, club club, and they were like, oh, okay. So, they just, I think they probably shot, like, they did not realize the club was going to look that way. I think they absolutely wrote That's that why you don't never
1: see a shot of the sign until, like, after <laughs> like it he It stands
0: out like just. a sore thumb. It's like a, because, ri- like, the walls are all barren besides, like, sconces and stuff, so it's, like... And then there's just this random. It's song. like, oh yeah, we
1: have to finally like zoom in on the sign. Like we can't avoid it this it's, whole like, time. Picture.
0: I mean, this is a weird comment to make, but picture like a Mickey Mouse skit on like the fucking Mickey Mouse Club, and it's like, or not, not the club, the TV show club, like the Mickey Mouse TV House show. House of Mouse. Yeah, House of Mouse. Thank you. So a picture of House of Mouse skit, and it's like a club, and they're all in the club, and then they cut to a sign. But, like, if you think about what you would picture the background to look like, it's as barren as that. Like, there's nothing on the walls. Like, it's, it looks like it was, again, like, painted. Like, it was just all freshly made. It's just big and, and fancy, but it's not actually very, like, well-crafted. Like, there's not anything to, like, make it look very interesting. And there's just this sign slapped up on the top there. And, it like, to cut to it is awkward because it sticks out. It's weird. I don't get it. I don't understand any of it. That's why it makes me so mad. (laughs) Anyway, so they cut to the sign, and I'm just like, ugh, this show. And it literally says L. Scott, and I was just furious. And And look- Oh, yeah. L. Scott, prop, proprietor. Who has a sign- Yeah, proprietor. Who has a sign with their own fucking quote on it above the door? Like, it's just so tacky.
1: Because, obviously, because, you know, in this world, even though he's not an author, he basically has the wisest words of an author, so- So dumb.
0: So fucking dumb. Anyway- Joe uh, Manganiello
1: getting his ass beaten.
0: Yeah, in the meantime, Dan is torturing him. Um uh, the cutaway scene there's like he's he's like basically torturing him for not having let him get away with whatever yeah. the fuck he was doing just threatening Lucas. yeah for not turning a blind eye for like kicking him out of lucas's club i mean there's no and, real reason and, and i can... didn't even realize that was him i mean up until this point i was like some random dude because <laughs> it's just dummy you don't see him like i mean i guess he's, is he still in the police outfit i didn't notice but... i think
1: he's just in street clothes at this point he's not wearing yeah. that stupid hat at least
0: yeah so, but he's and... also
1: bloody now so you can barely tell too <laughs>
0: Yeah, so anybody who's not like paying attention or or new to the show is fully in the dark in that. So not yeah. TV so TV, so Dan's beating
1: the shit out of him and compares him to Keith and talks about how he killed Keith. And of course, uh, mouth mouth is uh, listening to all of this.
0: No, this is where I would have made more sense for mouth to have woken up in the trash and be right outside. He was happening
1: the whole time. Well, no, this is happening at the warehouse though. They wouldn't just do this outside of Lucas' bar.
0: Yeah, but if he had passed out in the trash at the warehouse and heard echoes of people getting beat up, he might have, like, looked in a window. Would he have had to
1: cross a bridge and twirl, though, to do that?
0: I mean, probably, and we don't have time, I guess. But, so he's torturing this guy, and, and Mal happens to hear it and see it. I guess he's been following him around. Yeah, he's been seeing him after the deal. whole-
1: Because he- after he woke up and saw, like, the, the brook thing, and also they were talking about how they
0: were going to threaten Joe Manganello. Yeah. Yeah, so he follows him around, and then this is- but also, like- He gets he, caught. He gets caught. What's confusing about that too, though, is he—he's already—he's th- already claiming that he has big things coming, and then he sees the Brooke thing. So yeah. he should really—he was just do a drunk who he didn't really have
1: big things coming. Just That's the lying. thing.
0: Yeah. But yeah, also everyone
1: is just has the best ears in the world in this episode.
0: Oh my god.
1: Like Brooke, who is she's quite a few feet away from them. I guess they're just talking really loudly. She's
0: not fully down the end of the. It's just not possible. Like yeah, she's in the, the alley.
1: Like it is like a way away.
0: And they're like like it's fucking Chad Michael Murray. Have you ever heard him like raise his voice above like mumble? No. <laughs> because he like, doesn't. Hey, how are you doing? This is my acting style. Like that's exactly him, and it's just not And also, like, I don't think the painting was very loud, so it wasn't like she was screaming. She out. wasn't yeah, she wasn't
1: twirling and screaming anymore. Other than other than
0: earlier. <laughs> like when she was like I need love. Uh but so <laughs> fucking so dumb. And so he's just like he hears all this, like, beating up going on. Also, it cuts away from, like, Dan beating him into, like, a shadow of Dan beating him. Again, the oh, great cartoony. Yes. It's, like, the shittiest, like, of all the things. If you're gonna cut to a shadow... Yeah, because you see you the punches can don't connect. That. Just give him a fucking dummy and have him beat up a dummy. You don't have to pull your punches on a, on a silhouette, like, it's gonna look terrible. And it does! <laughs> like, it looks awful! Like, like this hands don't even connect with the fake face. Like, it's so shitty. And so Dan's, like, torturing, um, the, the guy still, and Mouth is like, oh no. And he, um, the, I guess he gets caught by one of the, by, I think it's Julian and he's just like, hey, what's up? He's like, yeah. oh no! And then, um, uh, uh, Dan... I guess it's going to basically call for him to be cemented his feet and yes. run over the. So bridge. now
1: they're on the bridge and they're, they got the lead shoes on them. See,
0: now I've got questions about this. Well, as first well, of he all, he calls
1: Mouth Boozy, which is what Dan used to always call Keith. So gotta make uh, sure everyone knows that reference.
0: And so, in order for them to this is their version of killing him is to get him drunk first of all, and then they they put cement into his feet into what looks like basically like a basic gardening bucket or or um trowel if you want to picture it that way. Not really, like, ideal for, um, like, keeping someone in it. I feel like that could easily be broken, but for some reason- Not by mouth. I guess not. He has no body strength. But still, they put the cement in him. It's not like he's there all day. Like, how quick could that cement dry? Like, it's the 1940s. I mean, still. There's a lot of questions here. It would have made more sense for him to just bury him in cement, to be totally honest. Well, as we know, henchman
1: Julian is the toughest guy around, so he just kept him there.
0: Yeah, but to me, I mean, they would have had to wait for, like, an hour for even quick-drying cement to to dry quickly, but either way, they seem to just throw him over the side of this after, well, we'll get to that scene in a second, but, like, shouldn't, like, once he hits the water, it'll, like, get wet again, and he'll easily be able to move his legs? I don't think that's how cement
1: works, that it'll just get wet again, and I think it's just dry now, and that's how, I don't know, I'm not in the mob. I know, I'm pretty pretty sure! sure. They wouldn't
0: give him cement shoes if they just, like... You could get out once they hit the water. But the thing is, I mean, some people probably did do it this way, I'm sure, but like really, if you were gonna do it the proper mob way, is just this, this tie a cement block around his yeah. feet. like I think he just I think Chai Michael Murray didn't understand that part and wanted to make it more sinister and then failed. Because truly if you're gonna if you're gonna put someone in the water after being in cement, it's usually probably after like hours yeah, of being block. in cement. He was just in the middle of the street letting the cement dry. I'm like, what? Or maybe they let it dry earlier. We didn't see. I don't know. How did they transport anyway,
1: him? That's the question. <laughs> I would
0: hope so. But uh, either way, he's just threatening him now, and then Peyton shows up in the middle of it, just like, like why? How? Also, like, what, is, uh, what? She first of all, she's not been following him that we saw because he's probably been there at least an hour for the cement <laughs> cement to dry. <laughs> was she but twirling like, in the
1: corner? She was going to a twirling she like, was quiet.
0: Yeah, like she waits like forty five minutes for him for the cement to dry, and then she bursts out. I don't know. But oh, which actually been... even
1: more of her being an idiot with, with this whole mouth exactly. thing. Uh, At a second, but but yes, Peyton she shows up and she says, "I'm sorry." She says, threat. "All this time, I didn't want to believe that you were evil." Who says that? It's
0: not true. Who personally, the you word evil him. though? You absolutely hate this guy. It's clear, but apparently she's trying to. Yeah, be he like grabbed you,
1: you in the car earlier. Like you know, yeah. he's like. Not a great guy. Although she couldn't the room and that. thought that maybe Dan respected Lucas, which No
0: I mean, way. No one who's met this guy for less than, like, 15 minutes knows he's evil. Like, everyone knows. It's just. It's, I mean, not, it's, it's nonsense.
1: I can see her being, like, he's rough around the edges. He's kind of a bad guy. Mm. Which the worst. The fact she brings up evil. I mean, he is absolutely evil. But like the fact that she even brought up that
0: word, it just seemed weird anyway. Like you yeah, did all all this time, I didn't want to believe that you were evil, but you were a liar. I'm like, um... it sounds like a child is saying this line. Also, like you were a liar. He's currently a liar. He's like murdering this man, and you think he's a good guy? That's a liar through and through. Like once a liar, always a liar. But <laughs> to
1: prove he's really evil, he asked her, "How's but, but, Lucas like, doing, whore?" But
0: wait, where you jumped ahead though? She also says, "But I think I knew all along." I'm like, clearly so... not, dummy. This is the Chad Michael Murray thing, where it's like he wants to admit weakness from her character, but he doesn't want her to actually be weak, so it contradicts itself in a way. Like she says, like well, all I mean, the time, yeah, I didn't want to believe you were evil, but I think I knew all along. So it's but like those are two you different. Did or you did You did it, dude. You were defending him. Either you to knew to or Lucas you didn't know. Like either you knew or you didn't, and then to say, but I think I knew all along. It's like if you did, you like... wouldn't
1: have defended him to, to Lucas.
0: Yeah, plus it's like it's one of those things where you're just basically like trying to prove like, like. You get so close to, you, you, I bet you that, um, you know, you can't tell my mom's cooking from like, uh, or I bet you can tell my mom's cooking from like Magiano's or some bullshit like that. And then it comes time for someone to eat it and she's, and you can say like, well, for the record, I mean, I, I've always thought that my mom's cooking, you know, it, it tastes a little bit like Magiano's, but it could maybe be different. Like you're putting up this, like at the, it's like a pop-up, like at the very end It's like, if this turns out to be wrong... If I turn out to be wrong, I don't want to be viewed as weak. I want to... Again, it's a Donald Trump thing. (laughs) Not to to go back to that, but it's very, like... If this is going to cause me problems for being false, I want to preemptively negate it as a false thing altogether. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's trying to make it so that her whole point of view is actually... Like, but I'm actually a perfect person, so I followed you. (laughs) Like, no, you just claimed, like, all this time you didn't want to believe you were evil. So you were dumb. (laughs) But you were a liar, and I knew all along... Again, nonsense and so I followed you. Um and then she and then he says, How's Lucas doing? Horror Which are just like, Whoa, it escalated immediately. Like you'd think he'd try and backtrack, like, get out of here, you don't know what's going on. I'm trying to take care of business And this is where he Mouth immediately
1: d- throws her under the rug. Yeah. This is where Mouth- you yeah, guys yeah, basically he killed uh Keith. He
0: killed Keith Yeah. And then she says, "Is that true?" I'm and like, then he she barely he, even knows who Keith is. Calm down. Yeah. Then he, oh, I mean, she, uh,
1: he keeps saying Uncle Keith. Chad does so, but does. yeah. And then Dan just punches the shit out of her.
0: Yeah, is like hits her, fully like, cold cocks her, and she goes down. And he says, "Go wait in the car." And then she starts yelling. He says, "Go wait in the car," and says it again, and hits her. I guess. Uh, and, then and she so, does
1: wait in the car, but no one watches her because they're all idiots, especially Julian, who should be, like, in charge of making sure she's watched.
0: I mean, this episode would have been a lot shorter if she had just taken the car and drove over them all right and then. Right? That yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> like, he didn't say where, where in the car solved. to go. Problem solved. Dri- drive them all off the picture. And also, did she
1: drive or walk there because- I
0: don't know. I don't know. Because she didn't get the spark plug back. It was on the ground. We, we don't know what club, she does so. during the day. <sighs> So it's not even like she put it like in the car for her to. Oh, I- it makes me so mad! Like who just drops a spark plug on the street like that? You monster! But so she, um, she goes off. They throw Math off the bridge. she well, just floats uh, away. Not yet because
1: the- she's still going to. Oh, we have chase. to go back to oh, yeah. Haley and Nathan and Haley's music playing.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, no, saying... my, I, I'm wrong here because my notes say then they throw a mouth off the bridge. Turns out they didn't because they're it's again poorly written. So they actually like did all the lead up to him being thrown off the bridge, and then he continued to talk to him for five more <laughs> minutes for no reason. <laughs> but we'll get to that in a second. First of all, ha- this is when Haley and, and Lafferty have the sex, right? Like, yeah, all the and they're talking about, about the you know
1: kids. children, and they're going to name their son Jamie because their annoying son is named Jamie. Um, and, and then spoiler. You seem-
0: Spoiler: The camera pans to the right, and instead of actually like doing any kind of like you know written exposition or or I mean, well the dialogue, song that's
1: playing is called Mrs. S. Uh, ah, yeah.
0: and so instead of any decent like dialogue or plot, they actually just show you marriage certificates sitting on the on the uh, night t- night stand table. Like it is so dumb. And, part and of the- then like I
1: was like, they got married? What? Like, what? The problem is this like post season four, a lot of Nathan and Haley's plots are just like relegated to them, like, reminding people this is why you love them. It's like, just give us more reasons to love them, as opposed I to just telling us why him. you love them. I find
0: them. him so, like, distrust. I, I, I think we went over this in the last episode we watched of this show. I'm so suspicious of him for whatever reason. I just do not like him um even I mean, though like, by oh a,
1: cow shame left, left, left he's a great guy oh i'm sure he's a nice <laughs> he's basically, guy like the, the opposite of but chad just, michael murray and lucas yeah. <laughs> i
0: just don't tr- i don't trust him for some reason i think this is like a look that he has or like maybe someone i knew in real life who looks like him i don't know about it's like it's probably know, what it is convoluted. probably knew
1: someone you didn't like but i just him. don't
0: trust him and i'm like so suspicious of him so like it's not even that it's it's, to me, it's more just like what like how weird that they got married, and no comment is made on how bizarre it is that it's, like, 24- well, Remember, 24 hours they, they no them.
1: longer, like, interact with other people.
0: They've just been, like, fucking holed up having sex this whole time. So I hope Lucas has already got a replacement, because he's, like, fucking M.I.A. Well, <laughs> like, Lucas is, gone. We'll,
1: we'll see. He does not care about this bar yeah. at all.
0: Jesus. So then, cut back to the bridge, and they're like- w-? And this is, like, literally- The last scene cut away, go back to the car- You'd presume they'd and throw now, mouth over but, the over the bridge. But no,
1: now Dan's basically like saying, "Hey, I'll let you live if He's you
0: grandstanding. It's terrible. Yeah,
1: if you work for me, and me, and mouth is like, I'm not going to back down. People will know how terrible you are. Blah blah well, blah.
0: But he says this. He says, "Well, well, well, the boozy reporter cracked the case. Well done." I was like, "That's something you should have said to him an hour ago when you first saw him." And also, like. Why are you so are worried you about this guy? Because he's a boozy
1: reporter. I mean, him getting a scoop isn't going to change the fact he's still an alcoholic. And that'll probably still ruin him anyway.
0: And it just makes me so No one's going to so buy frustrated. what he writes. Because this is what I'm saying. Like, I feel like the, 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 these zingers are all over the place. Like, all these shitty little, like, 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 smirky lines. But, like, that line in particular is, like, when you first stumble across Mouth at the at the warehouse is when you should say, well, 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 the boozy reporter cracked the case. Well done. You don't say that just as you're putting him into the water. Like, you've had a full conversation with him ostensibly at this point. Like, what are you just now getting to that about? Like, it's so weird. Like, everything about it's so poorly scripted. I hated it. Oh, my God. So then he says, that's what I would have said. Like, all that stuff. So he says, like, well done. And then he says, you're going down, pretty much. Just, like, he says, you're going- Well, I should say that, sorry. Mouth says, you're going down, and then- Dan says back to him, No, you are, basically. And,
1: and Math spits in his face, by the way.
0: Spits in his face, which is nice. And then throws him over the side. And then, this is where I still, I'm like, I'm still not sure about this cementing of the feet thing, but we'll see. And he still manages to go down under. It would have been way more interesting if he had, like, managed to get out of it, because then it would have been more conflict. Instead, it's just, like, No, let's, another person. let's
1: never make Mouth competent anything, because when they do, I mean, they it's... overcorrect. And they do it a really? lot.
0: Mm. <laughs> I remember I'm happy when he fails. Isn't there like a lot of stuff about like him being like, you know like following cheerleaders around, like why don't you like me? And then like they like him and he's like treating them like shit or something. Oh yeah, yep,
1: and like he dated a girl who was like the the leader of like the celibacy club basically. And he basically He basically cried until she like slept with him. Literally cried.
0: I've never seen the show before, and I did that one hundred percent based off of what he looks and acts like. So that's how that's how down he is as a stereotype for for shitty white guys. But so so anyway, so Peyton somehow manages to get back to Lucas at the club. Must take the car. Well, yeah, first on yeah, own.
1: Skill shows up and he, he's like, "Yo, look what they did to my hands. No, I yeah, can't play well, piano, asshole."
0: You. And she says, "They got they got mouth." Um, they killed him. No, no, they, no, like, that's
1: not what she says. She says, they have Mouth. They're gonna kill him. I wrote oh, yeah. my notes too late, dummy.
0: She must have drove off as they were doing it, maybe. Yeah. That must have explained that. So, like, there was probably course. gonna be
1: enough time for you to run t- to him, and then- Of course like, Mouth not. was dead. Immediately.
0: For sure. You should have tried to stall. And so, and so she, she's just like, oh, come on, we have to go save him. And it's just stupid, because she knows she's driving him right into- to, like, you should just assume he's dead. Like, come on. It's the 1940s. Nope, they're, tr- all the they're, tr- they're
1: gonna time. kill he's him. It's still, it's still a chance. He's alive. Well, also,
0: was he, like, their BFF? He's just some random dude who's a drunk at the bar. Like, don't risk your life over it. But like, then she brings stupid.
1: up the Uncle Keith of it all, and that's Ooh. when Lucas gets out the gun. He
0: pulls out the gun. He's a shitty asshole. Totally, Remember, uh, he, if you're not out. kind to him- <laughs> I hated it so much. He spins the, the the revolver like casings around like that. That's stupid. Like like, ooh, it's the nineteen forties. Like this is the one prop we spent money on. Nineteen forty doodle
1: doodle.
0: and then he grabs the he grabs it and runs it out. Skills is like. Skills, like where are you going? He's like, I'm gonna go, like kill him. Basically, it's, he's like, Skills, this club is yours. You're a good man. I'm like, you need to put this in writing. You need to have extensive, like, like policy that like, this is gonna be handed down to Skills. Like, you cannot assume the 1940s is gonna reflect kindly on a black man in North Carolina, to especially club.
1: Dan's 1940s North Carolina.
0: Like, he yeah, this and place. he already hates the club. He already hates Luke. Like, he's absolutely. gonna He's drive had his that thing men the break Skills' hand. He's also been in the club himself and threatened the club <laughs> and like the other. The, like the skills the is gonna die. To... and
1: The club will be shot up immediately.
0: Yeah, like they're to just—they'll probably on their way home from murdering Mouth and and the other two set it on fire while skills is in the club. Like they don't care. They're monsters. It's but not yeah. like we're dealing with people who are reasonable. At and least, so... uh, but Peyton
1: convinces basically just to run away with her now. <laughs> That's a no, good time. But
0: my, my notes there are just like, dude, they're not gonna let that have, stand in court. You're gonna have to write it down or something. <laughs> like, literally the bare minimum. this club goes to skills when I die. like just just do that, but none of it. And um, so he just it's just he goes running off and um yeah, they're ready to
1: bounce and yeah. whoops, they're surrounded.
0: oh my god, it, it's like it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I understand what they were trying for here. But it just seems it's too much going on at once, so I don't believe any of it. Because the cars all happen to pull up outside. So it's like, give me one second where I know what's happening, because I'm now prepared for Lucas to to run off to the bridge. They don't. They suddenly the cars are there. Everything is. And Peyton
1: was able to convince him, just like, they should just run away now, which again, you need to write something up for skills.
0: Yeah, (laughs) so we're really concerned with skills. (laughs) And I, I think it's the right thing to do. I honestly think that's the more important thing here than running away, because you could be you'd be better off like calling the cops and waiting for everything to be taken. Also, honest, and then like
1: Haley's away. fucked too, because this is her job. I know she's been sleeping with Nathan all day, but like this is her job; she's going to lose.
0: Oh my god! And It's just like none of them are gonna have any kind of income anymore, and they're not planning on that so, at all. Yeah, Haley's
1: gonna have to work for Dan again.
0: But so Lucas jumps out in front of Peyton, like, protecting her, of course. Like, man, And then Julian's like, get over here, Peyton. <laughs> Lucas, <laughs> Lucas then, sh- like, honestly, I love it. barely, like, a second that they're standing there, shoots him dead. Yeah, like, as soon unreal. as the standoff starts, Luke, the first thing that happens is Lucas kills Julian. I appreciated so that Of course he does. Like, damn, I'm like, I did not see that. That was too sudden. I thought it was going to be a whole, like, John Woo standoff, and it did not do any of that. It was like, the second he pulls his gun out, he just shoots at him. And then the gun is on Dan when Dan walks out of the car and then Lucas is like, you know, has him turn around. He's like, well, you know, I'm going to shoot you. And he's like, well, you didn't really plan on I have a... I have my own, like, fucking, like... Secret weapon. Yeah, like, card on my sleeve. And then Brooke walks out and she's like, and they're all I think they're all like what, what does it matter? Like, yeah, Lucas puts his gun it? down like, but I guess
1: he thinks she's a hostage.
0: Which I like, technically but, like, she wh- is. Why would you put your gun down right away, dude? Like let him talk to you about what's going on first. Instead he just immediately drops his gun. I didn't Yeah, because he Dan's not even holding a gun at
1: much? this point
0: no, that's what I mean. Like, I'm like, you should not give up your gun that quickly. Like, at least hear them out. Maybe it's been like, I would have, oh my god, what I would have given for like, it it, Twist to be like, Brooke was the mastermind behind everything all along. That would have been way better. But instead she's just like, you know, kind of I mean like, kind of being held hostage by Dan, but also like She did did
1: all the work she she thought she needed to do to get out from her dad. And he's like, no, let's bring in this whole, you have to kill thing
0: and she and the way she's walking is sort of like she's excited to be there <laughs> like she's sort of excited for hey this. guys
1: happy to be here yeah. happy <laughs> to have made it to the final
0: act of the show and it really is like it sort of seems like she's like his girl friday and then like it's yeah like, i didn't get my hand and broken then... i didn't get shot <laughs> Again, I really think these were like the first two scene shot. They didn't know what it was going to Yeah, gonna I the for. most
1: uncomfortable scenes were the first two scene shot as far as Because she
0: her. was she was for sure like I think she was probably thinking like the twist is supposed to be a lot more intense whereas it's like it should be the obvious thing is the minute he hands you the gun. Like why did he even hand her a gun? Did he not
1: tell her it's, what he wanted?
0: He did, but like like I understand, like, he doesn't want to be the one held responsible, but it's the 1940s. There weren't, like, fingerprints and stuff. Like, I mean, he's running,
1: like, this town roughshod, really, so...
0: Yeah, like, who the fuck cares? Just shoot them dead yourself! You already killed like... Joe Manganello. Also, this dude is supposed to be, like, the hunch of the mob. Why wouldn't you not roll up with, like, 50 people and just shoot them all dead? I mean, there were two cars. That counts
1: as, like, 50 people, right? TV magic.
0: <laughs> so fucking stupid. And so she, she's like, takes his gun... And then supposedly turn in to shoot Lucas, and then boom, Skills tackles him at the last minute, uh, or tackles her at the last minute. Well, no, yes. oh no, she turns the gun on. Yeah, Dan. she turns the
1: gun on Dan. <laughs> yeah, she so Skills stupid. does not tackle Brooke. <laughs> Well, no. Well, Dan then, of course- Only the bad guys can beat up the women,
0: but yeah, yeah Dan gave her gum a gun with blanks, she shoots blanks at Dan, basically- yeah, she, No, she didn't
1: even load it at all, because, yeah, it doesn't make a sound. She's like, yeah, yeah he's, he's like, I thought like, so, boom, boom, boom. women, and then what he punches that? the fuck out I of her she... too! Oh,
0: they weren't blanks. I wish they were blanks, because that's even sadder for Brooke, because that means she didn't notice it had no pull- Well, no, on. she
1: noticed- it was- the whole thing was that, like, it did like, the like, 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 click basically says, oh- Maybe there's like another round in there or something. She kept trying.
0: And... Yeah, but no, the weight of a gun's gonna be different if there's bullets in it. Like at least oh, a little
1: different. Jesus, this is her first time holding a gun. I, I know. <laughs> I don't know what like, the weight of a on, gun man. feels like. I don't want to know.
2: <laughs>
0: I don't know. I, I don't want to know still... what a gun for, weighs. For like. my true crime, for my true crime stuff, most people know the weight of a gun in the 1940s. But whatever, she does not. She's, she's just she making her fashion designs
1: it. one pretty dress and like one hideous dress.
0: Let me think. So yes, uh, uh, he
1: punches the fuck out of her, and then he gets out yeah. his real gun, and that's when Skills shows up to not tackle Brooke, to
0: tackle tackle Dan. Dan. But in the in the interim, Dan sh- like sh- like to the side, and then accidentally shoots Peyton. Yeah, and then Skills has the gun on Dan, um, because he's like, oh no, what? I don't it's want too fucking late now, again. Skills. And like, Lucas just drops what he's doing and just pays attention to Peyton, which I get because she's dying, but like. Way to, like, risk the fact that Dan is still, like, in the wind, because he's still got a gun on him, but, and still very, And again, very then we possible. get back to
1: the version of the show where, like, of this episode where Dan clearly actually cares about Peyton, and wouldn't call her a whore and punch her uh, in the face, because, like, he's exactly, very upset. Like he just did like, punch her in the face and call her, her. a whore, it's, like, it, unclear. It changes <laughs> from scene to scene, like, what he actually feels about her.
0: Oh, man, it's so stupid. I don't understand it at all. Oh my God. So yeah,
1: he's like upset with what he did now, and I guess we'll be done with crime after this. But yeah, meanwhile, back at the airport <sighs> where it's raining, yeah, it's thunder starts, so yeah.
0: And so, so he's he's. Oh yeah, I also read in my
1: notes like, why does Peyton get like shot in this episode? Like, why does she had to die? Is like just so Chad no. can act or what? No, it's for the
0: it's for the the end scene to be more dramatic. It's stupid. It's again, it's like a it's like a it's like a high school kid's version of a short story. Like, oh my god, on a dark and stormy night someone thinks that they're dead but they're actually just living a dream. It's just so stupid nonsense and this is what he got on TV. But so he, he like she dies in his arms. Uh, he has like the stupid little necklace he's like holding. We'll, we'll go back like,
1: We'll free. get back to the necklace after Nathan and Haley say goodbye.
0: You free queen. Like yeah, yeah. so stupid. But yeah, so uh, instead of risking Dan getting up and overtaking him the injured skills they just let him, like, go. Peyton dies in a Yeah, arms, he has one bad lightning, hand. Lightning, thunder, and rain. Yes. And then, um, they never kill Dan. Dan is just hanging out, like, having a good day. And then Lafferty, uh, deploys. They kiss. Always and God. forever,
1: because that's Nathan and Haley's thing.
0: Ugh. And then their fucking, like, dumb leg pops up. Like, I hate that shit. When they kiss and the leg pops up. Ugh. And so, um, they cut back to Dan, who's Yeah, where I, like, oh my my this scene,
1: so wet, because now the rain's, like, pouring down. And yeah, Lily like, Burton is oh clearly shivering. It's not just like, it's not just like Chad Michael Murray shaking her. Dead. She's clearly shivering.
0: She's definitely supposed to be dead by this point. So it's yeah, she's shivering. very dead.
1: But like, and, you can't. There's a lot of water. Oh there's no way she's not freezing.
0: And so he, um, he's the stupid oh, necklace. Like, oh my god! And then I'm just like, oh my god, bro! What did you think was gonna happen? Like this is literally like you. They're dead. Like what do you think was gonna happen? And so he's, and then he holds his dumb necklace up to her, and he's just like, you're free now, Peyton. That's <laughs> just so stupid. So stupid. Like She's dead job. now,
1: you asshole. She's dead! I'm like, what?
0: Well, like, this is dumb. And then I was like, um. Uh... And then real life Lucas wakes up and realizes it was all a shitty dream, and then uh, he's like, please don't. He's like, oh, uh, okay. And then, of course, Peyton's in the middle of calling. And then also, like, he's like, I'll tell you about it one day. And I'm like, please don't ever tell her about that Yeah, dream. he's like, like, I just no had the craziest
1: dream. <laughs> I'll tell you about it when you get home. Like,
0: no, oh, thank you. <laughs> what? I don't care about your dreams. Also, like, number one, no one wants to hear your dreams, everyone. Like, anyone who ever tells me I had to type of my crazy dream, I don't want to hear it. It's never worth it. I've never in my life been like, thank you for telling me this dream. It's boring. No one cares. Move on. But in this case, he's like, "I want to tell you about this really shitty dream." But it's also where you like, died. Yeah, where you died. You got shot in front of me, Ugh. and then we're oh, god, everything about it's awful. And so instead of that, he's just like, "Look," and then by the way, hey, um, don't ever leave me. <laughs> it's just he's, like, oh my looks, god, That's
1: like a heavy thing to say in the conversation, <laughs> over the phone, like you can uh, like say that over the phone. Yeah, That's something you unpack. So
0: It's so intense. Don't ever leave me. Okay,
1: Dan Jr.
0: And then she just says, like, okay, and then hangs up the phone. Like, it's such a weird reaction. And so he just, I was like, red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag, and nothing. And then, of course, she hangs up the phone and then collapses and screams and holds her stomach, like, ah! And she's like, oh my god. And then I've I researched it more, and if I was like, oh, cramps. <laughs> I was like, I know how that's like, man. Her no, appendix, just, no! No. It, and then they're like, apparently, they thought it was cancer for a while, and then it was a baby. Yes. That and a baby that sure. could have
1: killed her. So yeah, she could have. So yeah, that, she's like, it's a baby. Was... Like, it, if she, it could have killed her when she was giving birth, but then it doesn't. And then they had the baby, and she is alive. And they drive off into the sunset.
0: Yeah, and that's that's the episode, guys. I mean, uh, there's more to probably talk about, but I don't know. What do, do we have? Any? Episodes I feel like
1: I went through my... like all my notes like Good. intensely. I'm glad.
0: I feel like I need to wipe my hands of it and keep walking immediately. <laughs> Like, I'm like, I, I would piece the fuck out. Like, I hope Skills just, like, honestly wipes the wipes his p- prints off the gun and just leaves. Like Yeah, Skills like, Skills' is, yeah, life actually, is gonna
1: be miserable. I guess, obviously Lucas has to stay at the bar because, you know, Peyton's dead. And he doesn't drive.
0: And also, like, what's been solved? Isn't Dan still gonna shoot him after? Like, like I mean, if they go to the games, cops, the like,
1: answer. aren't the rest of the cops on the take anyway?
0: Ugh, oh, I don't fucking know. Who are they gonna believe?
1: Stupid. Like, so... Dan's daughter is dead, basically, and, like, the eyewitnesses are a black guy, <laughs> and, like, this rival who shot, club- Who
0: shot someone, yeah. in a sense of- like, Yeah, and a rival
1: club owner, and, like, okay, so yeah, Dan's right-hand man and his daughter are dead. Why would they, like- <laughs> Lucas killed Julian, so Lucas isn't off the hook anyway.
0: Yeah, he's for sure at least in trouble Lucas and happens.
1: Skills are going to prison, and Dan's gonna be like, he's gonna own it's Karen's still... Cafe.
0: Like they need more besides just tackling a guy. And but he's
1: black, so them. there you go. Yeah,
0: that's what I mean. Like he's gonna get probably. I bet you probably get you'd have an easier time convicting skills of tackling Dan than you would of Dan trying to kill all of them and conspiracy to commit murder. Yeah. Like that's how ridiculous it is. So this is a shitty end to a shitty episode. I mean, again,
1: <laughs> we know this is from. all a dream, but this is a very but linear real dream. Basics. That like when like
0: like when an episode ends with everyone. It's just, not like, like a dream where people are like flying or.
1: Or, like, coming to school naked.
0: Yeah, and it ends with everyone just, like, s- sitting around, like, oh, shit. Like, no- I also think, I don't know about you, but I absolutely think Lafferty was going to get killed in action. For sure. Mm-hmm. Like, for sure. And she's probably knocked out with his baby, and she's going to have it alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, there are many things here that would have been revisited and very clearly handled, but anyway, so, that was, I mean, I think one of the more delightfully terrible things we've watched through
1: the podcast. I'm glad we Let's get to dissect that.
0: Bugs. Yes. What's up with
1: you, LaToya? <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at LaFergs, where I will not be live-tweeting this episode ever. Uh, oh, but yeah. I actually, I would like to push um, a show set in the 1930s, uh, a British miniseries called Dancing on the Edge, about uh, a mm-hmm. black jazz band. It's actually a very good show. It stars Chiwetel 4 and Matthew Good and Jenna Coleman and John Goodman. And Janet Montgomery and Anthony Stewart had,
0: Those These are all good people. Yeah,
1: it was. Yeah, it got nominated for like three Golden Globes that year, and it's really good. And it actually has like a murder mystery situation in it too. So it's basically what this episode wants to be, but so much better.
0: Alright, and then, as always, I am at MarE on Twitter. The next episode of this show is going to be Glee's, uh, Rocky Horror Glee Show, season two, episode five. I quit. <laughs> that's, like, the shittiest, that's one of the shittiest things I've ever watched beforehand. Like, I remember seeing this. I think that's one of those I'm just going to
1: read, the, like, the AV Club review for it, that's all you need. And
0: I think, I think that's one of those episodes where I finished watching it, I turned it off, and I'm like, yeah, I'm done with this. i <laughs> never watched this show again. <laughs> But um, I, I had already kind of quit before then or maybe a little bit after that, but I'm pretty sure that's the point where I was kind of just fully gone with that show and never really went back to it. Um, but yeah, so stay tuned for that. Um, you can rate, subscribe, review us on iTunes. There's only, listen, there's only eight reviews we need in order to make a drunk uh, commentary for Entourage movie. It's very doable. So anybody who's been holding out thinking like you it, won't, monster. it won't matter, you literally, it's only, it only takes eight people. I know there's eight people that listen to this. So go, go hit... Even if you just have an old iTunes you haven't used in a while, just go in there and just say this show's ridiculous, but I want to watch that I want to listen to that fucking like commentary episode. <laughs> just do that. But uh, uh, you can also find us on Twitter at the, at the Televoid. You can uh, email us at telavoidteam@.com and otherwise stay tuned for the next one. But happy 100 everybody. Thank you for listening for 100 episodes. Woo! And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.